Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Three wide and deep. This is like a damn plate race. Yeehaw, baby. Three with three, I'll push him up. Race all the way back, baby. We got some real man. Awesome. 
Oh my gosh, what's going on guys? It's your boy Darren Gillum, aka Black Flags Matter, and of course, I blow the intro, of course. Wait, did, did they catch me saying PewDiePie? No, 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 they only heard <laughs> they me. Now. They heard me they saying, all right, playing intro in five, four, three, two, one. That's always the thing I do, try to stay organized with the intro and stuff, but oh my goodness, of course, of course, every time I host, something always has to happen, but nope, let's move on here. We are joined by our, well, some of our usual panel, the one and only Iceberg, as well as Eric Estep. Danny B Talks is on vacation. I think he's, where's he staying, in a cabin or something like that? I think he's staying at Cabin's. In a van down yes, by the river. He sent me a clip of him in like a field or something. I don't know where he's at. He's off, off the grid. Oh, yeah. He's way off the grid. But, hey, he's living his best life. I hope he's having a good time. But we'll take it from here. So, as you guys seen in the title, we did get a pre-recorded interview with John Hunter Nemechek. We will be playing that uh, during the second half of the show. But let's start off the first half with... Oh, Texas, 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 man. Texas. I, got, I have I'm, I have a lot of opinions on the uh, Texas race as a whole and stuff, but Eric, start us off. You'll probably be the most positive since this is your well, home track. Uh, well, I, what did you think of the race? <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think I'm fairly unbiased. I've, I've yeah, ex- no, you, know, you are, you are. Yeah, but you are. but I do have a s- sentimental soft spot for Texas mm-hmm. Motor Speedway. It's where I saw my first race. It's where I've seen by far the most races in my NASCAR fan career. Uh, but I think, I, I hope I'm not the only one who says this, but I actually think this is a pretty good race. Like the issues with the package, I, I can't say aside because that is that that was honestly the biggest blemish of this race, in my opinion, is that you just knew watching that the drivers were put in a box. Like, I think, uh, who was it? Somebody tweeted, um, it might have been uh, David Land or somebody tweeted today, like a response to a, a clip Brad Keselowski posted where you could see Tyler Reddick go into the corner behind Keselowski and immediately wash up the track because mm-hmm. of, you know, dirty air. And I thought, yeah, that's, that is frustrating. So aside from the typical 550 horsepower slash Texas Motor Speedway, narrow groove, all, you know, full throttle racing. Aside from those problems, this race had no sh- shortage of storylines. I mean, Kyle Larson on the surface led a ton of laps and dominated, but behind him, the playoff drivers were putting themselves in dire situations left and right. That's the one thing I love. We saw a ton of drivers run into issues, especially in stage three, but for the most part, at least, in fact, maybe entirely, it wasn't just, you know, fluky bad luck. Like Larson at Talladega a few weeks ago when he was just riding his mind, his own business and guy wrecked right into him. Like it was for the most part, playoff drivers making aggressive mistakes and see when drivers are making aggressive mistakes because they're racing for something important. I, I don't mind seeing a lot of cautions and the race get dragged out a little bit. So I thought it was a pretty good race. You, know, you had Truex's hard crash. He made contact with Suarez Logano blowing a motor puts him in a must win scenario these next two weeks. But you know, Kyle Larson winning at the end of the day, he locks himself in it's fitting, fitting end to, uh, to the race. Larson being the first driver locked into the championship four makes a lot of sense. So I, I thought overall it was engaging, even though the racing itself still had his typical 550 horsepower problems. But man, let me say this too. Dale Jr., again, this generation's Benny Parsons in the broadcast booth because, dude, like, I'm just Oh, we got carnival! Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's a 15-car pileup on the backstretch at Texas. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, Jr., he's he's really doing an amazing I, job in the booth. I'll give him that. I had a, I had a damn tweet go viral uh, about that. Like, I had like 2,000 likes and like, yeah. two or 300 reaches i was like holy jesus like hey. people like people connect with that shit. exactly like, exactly what'd you think i mean i gave it like a four out of ten i, I thought it was kind of average a little below oh. average i couldn't put it like any lower than four because like mm-hmm. i gave like charlotte i think two out of ten like it's not it wasn't it wasn't like as the worst race of the season by any means it was a good texas race my thing is just that 
And, and, and I put this in my video this week too, is that um, I don't want, I don't want the, the playoffs to make the race interesting. I want the race to make the playoffs interesting yeah. kind of thing. And I felt like if, if this wasn't a playoff race, there would be like, there really wouldn't be as much interest in what was going on no. in my opinion. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't think it was the worst race of the year. I think, you know, you did see a lot of time that, you know, during the restarts, there was a lot more uh, passing, a lot more side-by-side racing. Um, but I, I, I looked up some of the numbers and some of the, I forgot who it was in the chat, but at a boy to whoever you are, um, you'll know who you are, looked up some of the numbers and has had like the least lead changes of any Texas race since the reconfiguration, least amount of passes, like stuff like that. Like, I, I seriously, I got to find where this, this, comment was because it was it was like listed all of it down um but like i said i don't think it was i i I thought it was better than last year's texas races uh for the most part i I, I, I did think it was better, but I was not really crazy about it at all. Look, I like this Texas race and and like I gave it the rare W on Twitter and and the reason being was solely on the chaos there was a lot of stuff going on first you had dale jr in the very beginning of the race oh we got cars around 15 car pile up you know doing his thing in the booth and then all of a sudden towards the end of the race you had some playoff implications with logano blowing an engine truex blew a tire and stuff like that and then all of a sudden like and, and this is kind of a rant too um anthony alfredo um this was this was like one of the worst timed radio like um uh, radio sound bites ever because he gets taken out by the 14 of Chase Briscoe, and also Denny Hamlin had problems with him earlier, and I'll get to him in a little bit too. But Anthony Alfredo gets taken out, hits the wall, and he said something along the lines of "damn 14." And then, as soon as he said, as soon as he stopped saying that, the fire erupts, it starts and stuff. And then I'm kind of looking around, I'm like, well, "Where's the safety crew at?" I felt like, look, it was a bit slow in my opinion. I mean, like, go ahead. I just want to put this out because I don't know how many people saw it, but isn't it kind of funny that a like it was a Russia's truck? like truck that ended up towing him away. Yes, yes. The and he irony. crashed. He crashed, I think, right under the sign where his sponsor was. The like, I just want to say that right now. Like, it, like trust, there was not, like like I said, when I say like four or five, I, I say that in the sense that there was, it wasn't like there was nothing going on that like didn't keep my interest, right? right. Like, I, there was plenty of stuff. And especially like the first half of the race, uh, okay, after that crash, that first Stay. half of the race, through pro- probably halfway through the third stage, nothing like really didn't do anything for me uh as for the um the the end of it at the end was much more enjoyable if i had to go like piece by piece i'm like that first little bit like it it did seem more interesting at the start before the wreck i'll I'll say that and i think you know having a 15 car wreck is probably going to make stuff die down a little bit uh, especially with this package so like before the wreck is like okay all right middle part of the race pretty bad end of the race like six or seven out of ten when it comes to like enjoyment keeping my interest stuff like that um but just averaging it all together i I, that that's i think why i put it there There there's plenty of interesting stuff i mean i look at like what we have on the famous itinerary and and we have a good amount like there's actually there is a good amount of stuff to talk about from this race which surprised me having it be a texas race but do credit there. There's oh, plenty. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And then also uh, the funniest part of this race, too, without a doubt, I didn't hear it, but people on Twitter were going off about it. Um, KFB, 
um, giving out uh, Mr. O'Donnell's email during the race, saying, hey, if you guys like this type of racing, just um, um, hit this email up at and just give him the email live on the radio. I, I mean, I haven't heard of any sort of fine yet, but surely a fine would be coming, right? Or no? Maybe, I have no idea. What's the, like, like what is the protocol there? Like, I guess not do- he didn't see. dox him, really, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know, what the, I don't know how I'll, limited in scope the definition of doxing is, but I'll that was... I'll tell you what. <laughs> Like, they shouldn't find him, no. and I'm not saying because he did something wrong. Like, because he got the email wrong. wrong. No, but I'm <laughs> saying if he got it right, and they find him. That confirms he got it right. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, does anyone have a soundbite? Because I actually, I was listening no, to the radio, I and I, I was, I zoned out. I didn't hear what play, but I, I had so, his channel pulled up, but I didn't hear it, so I have no idea if it was <laughs> accurate. Not I that saw, I know Steve O'Donnell's email. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw from a few people. I, I got sent to like three of them because uh, I was DMing a few people about it, and. Like it cut, like it went static right as he went. Like Steve at NASCAR.com. They were like listening. And they were like, nope, nope. He, he, nope his like, email honestly probably is Steve at, well, no, that's Steve Phelps. Like it's probably Steve O. Steve O at NASCAR.com. Steve O. Steve O at NASCAR.com. That's probably it. If you really you want a shot in the dark, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> that would surprise me. But no, hey, look, shout out to Kyle Larson. He was clearly the most dominant car throughout the day. I mean, was clearly the fan favorite in the, uh, in the uh, Vegas Insider betting odds as well as, I mean, he won the all-star race here. Of course, that was a completely different race format package etc all that stuff but no nah, man I, he completely dominated this race from um, from start to finish i mean you had moments where you know william byron was looking like a fret and and tyler reddick too he's um these two young guns and tyler reddick and william byron man like once they get their their stuff together they're going to be championship threats in the future if reddick can stop running into byron for one yeah, week he, he's <laughs> doing that though that's the thing you gotta you gotta when- relax with that so I just want to address the chat really quick. Speedway anywhere. Uh, Danny isn't the Vikings fan. I am. And yes, it was a Nikki win. <laughs> For those listening on Spotify in the YouTube chat right now, it says, darn it, no Danny. I wanted to give him crap about another Vikings. He's a Nikki Titans win. fan, so you can't really give him crap this week. They're in a good spot. But hey, go Rams, by the way. But, hey, no, yeah. but I... I'll say something about that Byron Reddick stuff. It's like, can, can we just see Reddick, or no, not Reddick, uh, Byron just explode already? Like, dude, he won't do it. He won't do it. He won't. I'm do telling it. you, no, no, he will. Everybody has that breaking point. Matt Kenseth proved that point to me. Yeah, true. Everybody has a breaking point. But how many I times is William it going to take, though? That's the thing. It's been two times and two weeks in a row now. To- well, you know what? He has security. If he gets into a fight, he has five years to get Mr. Hendricks, uh, you know, happiness back on his side. Yeah, he's got more. So than go after time. him. Yeah, he's got and I like Reddick. Like I like Reddick. Like, oh yeah. Go after each other, man. I want to see that. Like, okay, last time, um, okay, no, well, not last time. In 2019, when my dad and I went to Kansas, uh, which we're doing this weekend, we got to see a fight on Pitt Road. <laughs> and it was Tyler Reddick yep. and Cole Custer. Mm-hmm. Can we have Tyler Reddick and William Byron this week, please? That'd like, be cool. unlikeliest of, of fights. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome, man. I would I would love it. Uh, like, and not because I want either of them getting beat up. I just think it'd be fun as hell to watch. It's entertaining. And then speaking of other um um controversy um, versus on the track um this past weekend, Denny Hamlin versus Chase Briscoe there. I mean, I just alluded to, you know, Chase Briscoe did kind of take out Anthony Alfredo there, and then Alfredo was pissed off about it. But uh, Denny Hamlin, man, he had some harsh words on the right. He's basically like, Who the F are you to be racing to- me this hard? And you know what I mean? Like I saw, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, the, the whole deal was, you know, it stems from that Indianapolis road course deal mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where Briscoe, you know, just blatantly dumped Hamlin from winning his first weight race of the season, you know? So uh, Hamlin's already probably a little down on Briscoe. Briscoe had a good race. He ran inside the top 10 most of the afternoon until he made that, what I think was mostly his mistake, racing Hamlin so aggressively, tried to roll the outside and just ran out of racetrack. I think Hamlin, you know, squeezed him a little bit, sure, but at that stage in the race, I think as Hamlin later said on Instagram, you got to be smarter. You got to understand that's a risk not worth taking. Briscoe took that risk, hit the wall. He still ended up finishing, I think, 15th in the race, despite you know hitting the wall there and then sort of spinning out or st- stacking up the field when uh, Alfredo and, and I think it was Cole Custer actually involved in that crash. So, uh, you know, Hamlin's got a point. I think Briscoe has been wrong twice this year on the track. Uh, I like Briscoe a lot. I understand he's not. You know, Briscoe tried to turn it on Instagram, at least in this, these comments that people were reading. Yeah. He tried to turn it into an argument of, oh, well, I'm not just going to lay over for the playoff drivers. And like, nobody said I, that. I, I get, and I get that. I totally well, no, get I, that. I, exactly. I agree with him. But the point is, that's not ever what Denny Hamlin was saying, at least to my knowledge. Hamlin was saying, you know, there's a time and a place to, to be aggressive. And Briscoe has twice this year with Hamlin in proximity chosen the wrong time to be aggressive or the wrong way to be aggressive. And it's pissed Hamlin off. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, I Briscoe is right, but he was arguing something that Hamlin was not arguing. So I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going to come of that. They're two, I feel like two fairly soft-spoken non-confrontational guys. Um, the fact that a, a fight didn't break out after, you know, Hamlin got wrecked at the Indy road course makes me think they're never going to fight each other, no matter what they do to each other on the track. But, you know, Instagram comments are probably the closest, you know, <laughs> confrontation we're going to get between those two. Yeah. What's so, fun? Oh, well, really I, quick. What's funny about this too, is that, Jeff Burton was going off in the booth like, well, let me tell you who he is. He's a guy oh, who's trying to, to make his name in the sport. I'm like, oh, my God, Jeff. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded like. I'm like, Jeff, please stop. I'm like, come on. Uh, so I'm I'm a little torn on it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think, I think Briscoe, more often than not in this race, was in the wrong. But at the same time, I think that, like, while it wasn't in this instance, there is a bit of a um, – I, I feel like in the, in the fan base, especially there's a, and, and the drivers in the playoffs, there's a bit of like an entitlement that playoff drivers need to be raced differently. And while it wasn't the case here, I think that is something valid to bring up. I remember like, I, I can, you can think back any year when a non-playoff guy races a playoff guy hard and like, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, why? It's but at job. the same time, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, Briscoe, like, he, he's he's lucky he didn't take Hamlin out a second time because I feel like Hamlin would, you know, with, if his car was junk, be like, hit the five minutes. Okay, we're taking out the fourteen right now. Screw <laughs> no. him. Um, but I mean, just don't don't tell his wife that because I guess she was going after everybody uh, on Twitter. Wait, whose wife? Whose wife? Briscoe's. Oh no. <laughs> she actually like had to do. She I guess she like deleted her t- a few tweets and was just like, I, I guess I'll stay quiet now. And it's like. Oh no! What did I miss? I saw some screenshots. I didn't oh, see a dear. single tweet, but damn, I, I guess no. Br- Briscoe was Briscoe was in the wrong, I, I think. Mm. Um, and, and we've seen this before at Texas because that's that's three and four is the side that they didn't mess with, right? Like if uh, I'm not they mistaken, repaved it. Yeah, they repaved, they repaved it. Yeah. yeah, they repaved it, but it's still the same banking because I can remember mm. multiple times from Gen Four, COT, early Gen Six to this package, like. Turn four at Texas for some reason is one of the most challenging corners in NASCAR for some reason. Like somebody hits the outside wall coming out of four every single Texas race, like never fails. Honestly, so, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I remember, I, I remember Austin Dillon and Harvick got nudged by Harvick and hit the outside wall a few years back and kind of a, not the same thing as what happened to Hamlin, but that was a big brouhaha. So yeah, turn four is it's treacherous, but I, I mean, remember Trix pounded the outside wall there as well later in the race. So. I, I remember uh truck series 2011, uh, Kyle Busch and well, Ron Horner. Day. <laughs> that was more turn three. I know. That was yeah. unrelated. That was, that wasn't the track's fault. That could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a totally separate incident, but now let's move on to the playoff implications before we get to the point. So let's give a few shout outs really quick. Um, Chase, um, I was about to say Chase Briscoe. We've been talking about it so long. Uh, no, no. Christopher Bell uh, finishes P3. He's on the podium. Um, in ninth place, Tyler Reddick. And finally, rounding out the top 10, Daniel Suarez. So uh, Trackhouse getting some good runs in before they officially become, you know, the new and Ganassi Racing, basically. <laughs> I, props to Suarez. I, it's bad that it ended out in a bad crash, but props to Suarez for holding his ground against Truex. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I see. I haven't seen any. I didn't hear uh, Truex even in his post-race interview didn't say, oh, Suarez needs to be racing me better or easier because I'm in the playoffs and he's not. Like Truex, once he saw for sure that he'd come down, you heard him get quiet in his interview. I think he kind of mm-hmm. knew, oh, yeah, I kind of instigated that is what it is. Um, yeah. I thought TV were the ones like Junior, Latar, Burton, Rick Allen, a little yeah. bit were the ones that at least at first seemed like you got to know who you're racing around. That's a playoff driver. And I didn't agree with that. I thought Suarez was doing what he had to do. It was He's a restart. Doing his job racing. You can't the field. lift. If you lift in turn four, you lose three spots. Yeah. Truex came down and cost himself. That's what happened there. I mean, even though it's not the playoffs, these guys are still technically racing for, you know, some yeah. type of points. And point, that was know? much like Briscoe running in the top 10. So that's why he was, I think, a little upset. Yeah. Suarez was having one of his best races of the year running in the top 10. So these guys aren't going to back down when they're having great days. Hey, the non playoff drivers aren't going to back down to the playoff ones. I love it. It's more entertaining for us but now Mm -hmm. back to the playoffs so kyle larson has officially locked his spot in the championship four congratulations to kyle larson nation and himself but Mm. uh the rest of the playoff field though very interesting um right now um in second place is ryan blaney plus 17 third place denny hamlin plus nine and rounding out the top four is kfb at plus eight and then we have the bottom four the best of the rest so far in this round of eight, Chase Elliott uh, in P5, minus eight back. Um, Brad Kozlowski with a solid run at Texas. Um, he's in P6 right now, minus 15. But unfortunately, Martin Truex Jr. and Joey Logano did have problems in this race. And Truex is minus 22 in seventh, followed by Logano in eighth, minus 43. Um, so let's get our early thoughts on this. Um, I'll get mine out of the way first. Um me saying Ryan Blaney might be inconsistent in this round just based off of history. I'm about to eat those words because I mean, already one race in. I one, know, I know it's one been race. one race. I, it's been one race. I know, I know. But I don't know. Based on some of the tracks we're going to and stuff, you can't tell me that Ryan Blaney isn't going to have a solid run at Kansas, barring the unforeseen, and he might be able to coast it into the championship four at Martinsville. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, no, no, he's definitely a shoe in for the championship four, but. Uh, based on my previous predictions, I mean, it's looking like I could be proven wrong there. And then also we have Brad Kozlowski putting in a solid run. I can't remember the last time we've seen Kozlowski um, run that well, to be honest with you. It's felt like forever. I know he's about to make the transition to running Roush Racing, basically. But, I mean, he's looking like he's going out at uh, Penske at um, on a high note, it looks like. so. That's, that's the shock for me after Texas was seeing Kozlowski, who's been the third best Penske car most this year, 
run top five mostly. I think he finished fourth, right? And collected at least yeah. a few stage points in the first two stages. He finished so, ahead of Blaney. That was like, yeah. So I, Blaney, I know, scored more stage points. That's why he's plus 17 and Keselowski's still below the cut line. Keselowski's in a pretty deep hole coming into this round. He almost needs to win. You know, top fives may not be enough, although, you know, Texas was a really good start. But uh, yeah. to me, the other two standouts are the Gibbs guys. The Joe Gibbs racing, we didn't talk about this. I feel like they struggled at Texas more than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Like Hendrick all year, at least Larson for sure, has been so good at the mile and a half. Byron, I'd say, has probably been the next best Hendrick car. They've been so good at the mile and a half this year. And then at Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, you know, Hamlin won, Bush and Truex were both in the top five. All of a sudden, Joe Gibbs racing looked like, hey, maybe they caught Hendrick mm-hmm. at the mile and a half. Uh, and then this weekend, Penske was, you know, Hendrick Larson was still number one. Byron was number two. Hendrick was still at the top, but then it was Penske. Then it was Gibbs. Cause I think the best finishing Gibbs car outside of bell who you know had fresh tires at the end was Bush in eighth. So Kyle Bush finishing eighth and not getting many stage points. Hamlin finishing outside the top 10. He did get some stage points. I mean, Bush did too, but they didn't get a, hundred, a ton of stage points. The fact that they're both still inside the top four, a lot of that is being bailed out by, you know, Chase Elliott being, you know, a seventh place car most of the day, uh, Truex wrecking Logano blowing an engine. But the fact that the two Gibbs guys, Hamlin and Bush are still in the championship for, at least as of now, despite being mediocre at best at Texas, that's, that's a win in, in my book for them. Yeah. I'll give them that. I, and I'd, I'll be real. I don't think it's going to get like much more drawn out because if you look at Kansas, Blaney's been good there. Hamlin's won there multiple times in the last two, three years. Kyle Busch is the most recent winner there. Chase Elliott's consistent there. Brad Kozlowski has won there under this package. Uh, Truex could climb back in because, I mean, let's be real, Mark, Martin Truex Jr. is one of the and, best drivers in NASCAR. He's going to go, go in Martinsville. That's my pick. Hmm. And, I know we two weeks early. And then, well, then Joey Logano might need mm-hmm. to do some good short track racing. <laughs> I'll just say I that. See, I, what what no. if Logano wins Kansas like he did last year, and then Truex wins Martinsville and flips this whole thing up on its head? That, That'd be nuts. That's true playoffs right there. If that happens, that would be true playoffs. <laughs> and and knowing knowing the luck of of the fans, like who dislike Truex and Logano, would probably be like Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott getting eliminated because of it. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Busch gets the last spot, or you know Brad Keselowski. <laughs> it'll, it'll, be for, it'll be like Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, just the four most popular people left. So much for that <laughs> youth revolution that we thought we had for a second there. <laughs> but I mean, after the whole Texas debacle, I mean, Logano's in a must-win situation at this point, and then Truex, I mean, I know he's only 22 back, but I mean, again, we only have two more races left. You know, t- the clock is ticking, so. Really, really quick on Logano, when is the last time we've seen somebody grenade an engine like that? It's been like, a it while. Feels like it's, it's been, been a while. while, yeah. It's been, that, that felt like a true early 2000s NASCAR engine blow up to me because that used to be a common thing back in the day, but I can't remember the last time that happened. Yeah, I know I just, for Logano, they said it hadn't been since like 2014 since he'd blown an engine. So, wow, <laughs> bad time. And but you know, I think it was something Penske was doing. I do think it was legitimately self inflicted. They were pushing the envelope because Blaney radioed in at one point in the race that he felt his engine sputter briefly. No, so I mean, might, it wouldn't surprise me if they were experimenting a little bit. Yeah, they're they're trying to push in the envelope with a certain part or something. I don't know anything about engines, so I sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> but you know, we've seen teams like uh, I always go back on 2013 Daytona 500. Was it Kenseth and then Hamlin, I think, or maybe you know, Kenseth? and then Kyle Busch over the span of like 10 laps, both blue motors from the race lead in that, in that event. And that pissed me off, made me so frustrated. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, by I, the I, way. Oh, I'm sorry, just really quick. By the way, uh, Eric, on this day, that was the whole Kenseth versus Logano debacle. On thing. this Kansas, day, really? I, um, at Kansas, I believe. I think I saw something oh, like that, yeah. yeah no, it's crazy. No. Or it really? might have been yesterday, I think I saw that. It, yeah, yeah. It was sometime just, this week, yeah. November, I know for a fact, November 1st was when it all came to an Yeah, yeah, no, the Kansas yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it all started, though. But no, go ahead. Uh, 
So I wouldn't be surprised if Penske was trying stuff because, like, you you know, you, we talk about how uh, Blaney had sputtered, but at the same time, Blaney and Keselowski probably were the two most consistently the two most competitive cars outside of Larson all day. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. they were probably trying something because I mean, and it worked until it blew up. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and, well, and and I have to think too is like you know they they are going to use the same engine next year, so they do have to test stuff out. And you know what if that worked out and it's like hey you know we can actually stay in the same uh, level of the atmosphere as Kyle Larson for a bit, then that's that's a that's a win. That's you might, you know, you might see them uh, make some gains with 550 next year, depending on how that all goes. I have a feeling, though, that Penske's probably, he probably went to Logano and was like, hey, hey, sorry, we were testing stuff out. Sorry about that. We got you this week, though. I can't. <laughs> we, we, got we, you we, meant to, we meant to put that in Brad's car. We yeah, just, yeah. Sorry, bro. The two sorry, they look alike. We messed up. Yeah. That's our bad. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Bro, it happens. Roger, Roger watching, he's just like, shit. He's like, dang. They, um, they <laughs> uncovered the wrong, it. <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> no, that's funny. Oh, man. But yeah, but but yeah no, it's, it's going to be close, man. Yeah, it's that's a playoff close. situation. So we'll see who makes it into the championship four this weekend. But now moving on to the ratings. The waitings. The waiting. No, I'm just kidding. The ratings uh, huh? this week. Um, this week's race, um, or excuse me, last weekend's race at Texas earned um, um, had 2.4 million people watching. Um, it was down from 2.5 million um, at this time last year at Kansas. Um, I, I don't know. Like we're at that part in the season where I don't know. It's like I, I don't know if I'd call this like a W or I mean basically flatline to me. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is one of those weeks where there's nothing to get you know worried about, but nothing to get excited about either. It just kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah, you'd, you'd wish it would it ticked up a little bit, given that the last weekend's race at the Roval was such a barn burner that got so many people talking, seemed to have so many good things going for it. I'm a little surprised that it was down just from that perspective. Um, but it's also Texas. I don't know. I feel like there is a lot of bad. Like, this was the first Texas race where I looked in the stands and said, oh, my God, like this track may not have a future. Like, oh. do you think there? Do you think there were twenty thousand people there? I have no clue. Like, uh, how many do you think were there? Like, I went. I remember going to the race in twenty nineteen, the spring race, and being like, "Damn, that's not that many people." But I looked around. And I looked back, and I'm like, "Oh, there's probably forty, fifty thousand people." I'm like, "Man, but there's a lot so, of gaps in the stands." And there were, you know, they had turns one and two shut off. They had the the covered part at the top of the grandstand shut off. Uh, there were maybe twenty thousand people there. That is. So I think word has gone around. I think now Texas is is a, like a social pariah. <laughs> Don't go to Texas. Texas sucks. Like that word has gone around. Like it's, it's kind of unfair because Texas, as we saw this weekend, I think can put together a decent race and it's still a nice facility. I've contributed but, to that, Eric. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think I just think the, the actual conversation around Texas Motor Speedway has become too toxic. Like, I don't know. They need a total rebranding. <laughs> I don't know how. Super Speedway. <laughs> I so they, based on what they had open, I think they had around like 60% of the grandstand open, which is around 70, 80,000. And of that, I think it was like maybe 20% full if I'm being nice. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, yeah, I'll go, it, it was more. It was probably of what was of what seemed to be open. I would have said it was 30 to 40% full. It was almost half full. So let's see. Let's say 80,000. 80, is what we had. I'm, I got the calculator out. Yeah, and get, get, get the famous iceberg calculator. Get it out. So <laughs> if that's the case, if that is the case, um, we are looking at between twenty-five and thirty thousand. And there was not a Cowboys game in town this weekend, so I, it's 
it's bad. I just, I just think two years ago was not this bad. Like it, it's dropped. It, like we talk about how all of NASCAR kind of dipped pretty badly, you know, around like 2017 to 2018 after junior and Danica and all them kind of retired. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Texas has continued that free fall. A lot of other places have flatlined the last three or four years in both ratings and attendance, but Texas continues to dip. And I, I think that's the comment, you know, it's shows like ours, quite honestly, and many others that have just given Texas an unfair, not an unfair, I'm sorry, in many ways, a fair reputation, but a negative reputation. So is what it is. I I will say though, I'm going to be really curious because this has happened. So 2018, 19, 20, and 2021 have all been kind of like either flat or steadily going up for NASCAR for the most Mm -hmm. part. Yeah. But, and, and I remember because like the first two years we did this, the ratings were up all year. And then the overall ratings were down because of the last three to four races. And I'm going to be really, really interested to see how Kansas does. Well, if Kansas gets in, depending on weather, but Kansas, Martinsville, Phoenix, I'm going to be really interested in how those three races compare to the three comparable races of years past. Because it, 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 I'm just hoping that Texas isn't what kicks off everyone stopping, you know, slowly trickling off at the end of the year yeah because we had that problem yeah. in last year's playoffs the ratings really dipped in inside the final three races that made you go like whoa hey what's See, going like, on here i don't think being about eighty thousand off though is terrible no especially yeah. for texas you know compared I mean, to kansas again we're comparing this to a kansas race so that's why yeah, i do think the yeah. reputation of the track is what's probably ma- contributing to that if i'd say if we have if we have more viewers than last year's kansas race on Sunday, then I, I I'd be like, okay, uh, no reason to worry. It's just Texas is hated. <laughs> is it is isn't Kansas? Isn't that on NBCSN this weekend? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, the the Cup races. Yes, yeah. yeah. Was was Texas on in cable last year? Um, I don't think so because I, I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna get a fair comparison. That's my only concern. Well, you have to remember know. last year's Texas race too was like it took three days. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, well. you know, last yeah. year's Texas race was a wash. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna, we're not gonna get a comparison anyways. No. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. But yeah, I was just I laughing to block that out of my memory, dude. I, I was th- I was there on Sunday and I had my at track vlog up three days before the race ended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that, that was a rough, rough weekend yeah, for that, uh, other people. Not for me. I went home. That was the <laughs> Texas race that never ended. And really quick, guys, we are we have just hit just over 400 viewers. Uh, make sure to lick the like button, everybody. So make sure to do that. Really appreciate. I was laughing. I was laughing at the chat because this poor guy delivered the hottest of hot takes. Marshall in the chat Uh-oh. said Texas is better than Homestead. Homestead sucks and is way uh, overrated. He's trolling. <laughs> he's trolling. Come on. That's just a troll. No, don't I saw that. a few people were clowning him in yeah, the chat. Which made me guys, laugh. He's just joking. No, no way. He's serious. No way. Sorry, Marshall. I didn't mean to bring even more put a bigger target on you but <laughs> know, you you're, you're asking target. for it <laughs> just put a giant target on his back fittingly so what's oh, next all right so up next it's the poll the famous <laughs> iceberg poll Jarrett, do we have a new poll record uh... no oh, <laughs> dang all the build up oh well but hey at least right. um, how many people voted at least uh, 14.7k. We're like in that even range That's around 14 to 15,000 each. I week. gotta give Jared props. He, he on these polls, he gets a consistent what 14, 15,000 votes. So it's not the always a poll the nation. record, but hey, you know, it's YouTube's premier NASCAR poll, I guess. It's awesome. It, it's in the same. It takes three days for me to get eighty percent of what Jeff Gluck gets in one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hey, at least hey, that's a start. That's a start, bro. That's a start. We're getting there. We're getting there. Let's go. Well, 
I ask y'all, what did you think of the 2021 Echo Park Automotive 500? And 13% of you said this was a great race. 48% said good race. 26% said average. 7 said below average. 6% said bad. Net positivity is 61%. I believe if that's not the highest. That is the highest. That has to be the highest, highest for that has Texas. To be the highest. No way. That has to be um, the highest, I think. 13% negative. It has to be within the normal one, if, mm-hmm. if not lower. So... You know, the, the, the people are on your side, Eric. <laughs> the I, I, again, I gave it, I think, a, basically, I gave it a 75 out of 100 is what I gave it, which is probably the highest Texas race I've given in a long time. Yeah, I gave it Although a I 6 just, out of 10. Yeah. I realized something. Echo Park, they sponsored the Circuit of the Americas race mm-hmm. and the Texas race. So yeah. they, they covered the whole state. I guess it's all SMI. So they probably signed one contract. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't have two Texas Motor Speedway races? <laughs> Score! Yes! <laughs> Yeah. Missed the days of the Samsung Radio Shack 500. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, yes, yeah. those are the days. I remember RIP I Radio Shack. Samsung 500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember the, when the, Samsung the, was a thing at races. The Dickies 500. Oh, yeah, the time. Dickies oh, yeah. 500. What was another That's name, right. too? Wasn't it, like, at one point? Triple A Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Triple A. Yeah, it was Triple A Texas for a long time. Yeah. It yeah. rolled off the tongue nicely. I always liked that one. Yeah. Man, Texas goes through sponsors the way that Daniel Hemmert goes through teams. But always, uh, re- always, always remember. Oh, God, I don't even want to bring that. But always remember <laughs> this, guys. Always remember this. Texas, um, North Wilkesboro Speedway died for Texas Motor Speedway. Always remember that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, geez. Well, uh, it was a good business decision for yeah, about 15 right, years. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's looking first. really foolish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got these votes here. Ryan Morrison, he has the top comment here, says YouTube te- uh, YouTube on Texas with zero wrecks. Texas is boring. YouTube on Texas with 10 wrecks. Texas is awesome. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's sad that it takes a bunch of cautions to make the race somewhat interesting. You know, they know this community so well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just point out that we had four hundred? <laughs> yeah, I always. <laughs> oh, the show's oh, off the rails, man. Um, Let's go. All right, Tank Slapper says Joey Logano's engine blowing up like that, and Anthony Alfredo. Anthony Alfredo. Alfredo. Hey, I'm on your channel. I'm getting your energy, Darian. Um, Anthony Alfredo's fuel tank rupturing, uh, causing a fire, made it feel like a Gen 4 era race from about 15 years ago. Yeah, no. That's one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. That oh, I was just about to say, that wreck really um, brought back the Bobby Labonte 2003 Chicagoland vibes. It was really bad. I'll tell you what. That's one thing I don't miss about those races is the fires that seem to be semi-regular it's scary. Uh, oh here it is weather boy weather boy had the uh statistics and stuff and uh yeah so the this race had eight lead changes 1600 green flag passes and 11 cautions Dang. um 11. and he even wow he even got he even put a star and denoted which ones had no practice in qualifying Man, Weather Boy needs to get more upvotes in the chat. Yeah, he does. He's on it. Yeah. He's on Stat- it, man. That is, that is details at its finest. I've, known, I've noticed it the last couple weeks, uh, but there's just there's so much that, I, I like, that he leaves, and I can't read it all. So like when I, got, when I saw it, when I was going through the comments, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing a video on this. Hell yeah, man. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for helping me. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Nick says that Eric Jones still getting a top 12 in an RPM car is fire. They uh, said during the broadcast, he has the best average, maybe not now, but he had the best average finish of all active drivers at Texas Motor Speedway. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> well, remember, he beat Junior there in, like, 2015, and that really yeah. put him on the map. I remember that. I remember yeah. that because uh, wasn't he in the purple car? Yep. Junior was. He was. And he was leading, just, too, at one point. And then I just Eric- remember because he made a Vikings reference about Alan Page. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric Jones flat out beat him straight up. Like, yeah. that was that was impressive. That was cool. Uh, Forged Calamity says, Dale Jr. needs to keep calling out wrecks happening. I'm literally watching my driver up front on screen. But then he sounds so concerned. I think he wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, he has that effect, and it's awesome. It's awesome to have that type of commentator in the booth again. You know, I like it because to me, it, it, when I, you know, watching the Fox races this year, you felt like Mike Joy, Clint Boyer, and Jeff Gordon were either looking at a monitor or reading a script the entire time. Mm-hmm. But watching NBC. I can't say the same for everyone in the booth, but for Dale Earnhardt Jr., it's clear he's looking out the window the whole time, mm-hmm. watching what's actually happening on the track. He's not half listening you, to what Rick Allen's he's saying. He's so into he's, it, dude. Yeah, exactly, and I, and I can respect that. I think that comes through, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I think he was talking about that like this week and last, and he was like, "Yeah, they they like to have you look at the monitors," and I'm just like looking out the window, and you like see a picture <laughs> of him, and like they're like you see like um you see. Latart and 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 Rick Allen and Burton looking at a monitor, and then Junior's like crouched over looking out the window at the track like a little kid. He's <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, Bears fans, close your ears on this one. I still own you, Kyle Larson to the rest. <laughs> the reference, uh, timely. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers says I'm <laughs> sorry, Bears fans. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. But Kyle Larson, yeah, dominant. Sorry, Jerry, you, you good to go? You good? Uh, yeah, I'm all, all good. Right. Uh, let's see, T- tabular bike. At, okay, this one he's on. He's kind of got what I what I got here. Uh, so don't let the last thirty laps distract you from the first three hundred. Um, uh, stage two, two sucked. Everything else it, I thought was it was all right. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, I looked at this race kind of like I look at the Indy five hundred. You know, the Indy five hundred. The cars are on edge, yeah. but you know, they're, it's not a ton of passing. It's single file for the most part. You'll make a move. It's about who can throw it deeper into the corner, who can take the risk and play with the air the most. That's kind of how I saw Texas. It was a strategy race. Stage one was all about fuel strategy, who can save, who can't, that who uses cool the draft, end. who uses the arrow. So in that respect, I kind of watched it like an oval Indy car race, and I thought, you know, it was, it was okay. Hey, chat. imagine if Eric said, hey, I viewed this race like the Indy 500. Texas is better than the Indy 500. <laughs> no, Not from a grandstand, just visually what was happening on the racetrack. Yeah. Texas Motor <laughs> Speedway has more tradition than the Indy 500 combined. I'm just hey, they do call it the Great American Speedway. That's uh, that's no, no, red-blooded right there. We're that's... reaching. We're reaching now. All right, go well, ahead. Let's go shooting pumpkins afterwards. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Eddie Gossage in charge of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Hey, hey, props to Eddie Gossage. I know I would always give him a hard time when he was the president, but like he's living his best life in retirement. It looks like he turns the whole the whole pagoda, every inch of it, every square inch is now a TV. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you that are listening or don't get what I'm referencing, um, Eddie Gossage said he's enjoying retirement, and he showed a picture of him shooting a pumpkin from point blank range (laughs) to carve it. He was he was he hit good accuracy. He carved a little face with. <laughs> it was oh, the most man. Texas oh, stereo. It, it, that, that's what like New Yorkers think of Texas when they think of what, Texas. So what was good on what, him? Oh God. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. A uh, lethal weapon. He was, he was just reenacting lethal weapon. He was just being Mel Gibson. Oh yeah. <laughs> before Mel Gibson was known to be crazy. Yeah. Before uh, he was a wacko, but yeah. Oh, he's always been a wacko. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> MVR owner. Why am I a Miami Dolphins fan? All I live by is, <laughs> Pain. 
<laughs> I just thought I'd add that in there because I'm very They're own. one in five, by the way, and they have no first round pick, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> we got Kyle Larson in here. Oh! And he says, I made it to the championship four. Yes, yes you did. Good job. That's the most excitement he's shown in his voice all year. <laughs> Oh, it's just been All so right. easy for him. Well, it? well, remember the last time you got a little too excited. Well, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, whoa, go whoa. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's continue. I, I'm joking. Let's continue. <laughs> All right. So um, I did this last week, Eric. I accidentally read the most recent comment. So we're going to do the most recent comment. I want you guys, and, and we're going to then do the first comment. So I, got, I want you guys to um, to guess, was it positive or negative most recent comment from Marshall Griffin four minutes ago? That's the guy. That's the guy who's just trashing Texas or yeah. trashing Homestead. Yeah. Oh, negative. He doesn't know what negative. he's talking about. Yeah, he's, he's, negative, tra- he's, he's throwing everyone under the bus. Negative. Positive. At least the weather was good. <laughs> oh my god. It was. It was a beautiful weekend yeah. in Texas. I'll give him that. All right. Now I got to scroll down. Scroll. 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 Let's go through like five hundred comments. Come on. We will get there. We will get there. What was first comment? First comment. Do, first do, comment. Do, do, you can do it. You can do it. From Denny Delivers. Oh, oh no. Is it positive or negative? It's it, positive. Positive, bro. I love Denny Delivers, by the way. I'm going to say negative. Hamlin had a rough day. Positive. SpongeBob. Hey, Patrick, what am I now? Patrick, uh, boring. <laughs> SpongeBob, no, I'm Texas. Patrick, <laughs> what's the difference? Stage three. Blah, as if. Oh man. So I guess it's kind of mixed. It started it's negative. Kind of, yeah, I don't really know how to. <laughs> it's it's probably tell. negative. I guess it's negative. It's yeah. the undertones are clearly negative. It's sneering at Texas Motor Speedway, mm-hmm. which I understand. Why yeah. did I? Why did I like? So I know I can't read it in their voices, but why the hell did I hear their voices in my head when I read it? Your Patrick like, was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, boring. No, I'm Texas. <laughs> What's the difference? Just, What's just. Difference? Uh, I'll tell you what, though. You, you want, you want to hear something really funny? Listen to Patrick Starr in the movie Jennifer's Body. Oh hey, yeah, find the deleted race. scene. Yeah, find that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, go ahead. Xfinity race. Yes, the yeah, Xfinity- that's the oh, poll. That's yes, the poll. that was the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. But we didn't just have Cup Series racing. We also had Xfinity Series racing on uh, on Saturday, and now. Me personally, it was a very personal day because um, it, um, Saturday was the 10-year anniversary of Dan Weldon's passing at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I went down there to pay my respects for a little bit before the race started and then even met up with uh, Justin Pelcher. He's a um, he's on NASCAR Twitter. We DM each other all the time. He's also a Las Vegas local. And uh, we were just talking about that day. He was actually there that day. So like he was like a little teary-eyed talking about it and stuff. But hey, it was great to see him there. It was cool. Um, and he's been going every single year since that tragic day. So... Um, so yeah, so I was, um, um, at the track for a little bit, but then once I got back, I was like, oh yeah, Texas. All right. Let's get this Texas weekend over with, with Xfinity. This one I liked. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one, but here's the thing. The racing gods have decided that Daniel Hemrick will never win a, a NASCAR race in the top three series. I'm look, Daniel Hemrick is a, is an awesome driver. Okay. Um, former Cup Series Rookie of the Year got Jenison after a year. I mean that'd be I, that be for Jenison. Yeah, I mean what a verb. That was a good that was hey, a good word. Hey, that's the source. That's the source, bro. I, I'm <laughs> on it. I'm on it, bro. I'm telling you. And at the same time, I'll like mispronounce words. Get, but anyway, man, I'm gonna get. I am. I'm gonna get you like another. I'm gonna get you a thesaurus for a Christmas. word a day calendar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm using those big boy words. But not. We anyway. need to do like an alphabet with big Black boy. Flags Matter video. <laughs> 
D is for Deary. A is for at 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 Atlanta. Oh god. It was for once again. Yeah, somebody make that. But no, Daniel Henrik got Eric so bad he went out of frame. But Daniel Hemrick is a good driver. The problem is he has no luck to put it together. It was clear as day that was going to be his race. That caution comes out. And then basically reshuffles the field all of a sudden. And then out of nowhere, John Henry Nemechek comes out of nowhere and steals the show, basically. So, well, Nemechek, yeah. was he speedy? How did he get put back in traffic? I forget. It was a penalty. Was it for speed? Or no, it was crew member over the wall too mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. That's yeah. what the whole penalty was for. So he had the best car. 54 is the fastest car in that race by a clear margin. Um, and he's a good enough driver that, you know, he wasn't the one who made the big mistake. It was, I guess, his crew it was just a bad situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, John Henry Nemechek, I mean, we'll talk to him or we talked to him earlier this week, but you'll hear from him here shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's focused on his truck series championship or contending for the truck series championship where he's probably the favorite at this point, but rolling into Xfinity and winning, I think that's his second career Xfinity win. Mm-hmm. He was clearly the, the guy to beat. And it's a shame that for like the a millionth time, it was Daniel Hammer who had to you know bear the brunt of it finishing second. Ten times, uh, tenth time, by man. The way. I just feel bad because this was Hemrick's race. He had the lead. Even after that caution came out, I believe he was the first driver to come off pit road with tires. I think he was restarting up in the, like the second row. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, he just couldn't get through traffic quick enough or, you know, Nemechek had too much time to catch up and everything. And it just, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame to lose to your teammate every time. He seems to be a good sport about it. You know, he went over. I saw him on uh, TV before they cut away. He kind of like fist bumped. Uh, but, but like, bro. fist bump Nemechek or whatever. It's got to be frustrating, uh, though, eternally. It has to but be. He, he knows he's got to ride for another year. He's going to college next year. Yeah. He's going to probably contend for a championship again. And he, even now, we'll look at the points in a second. You know, he's very much in contention still for another championship for birth. Dude does not win, but he gets there. He gets to the this close to the promised land, but he at least keeps your team in it. Uh, until the very last week in the season. So uh, he's a good driver. Like, like we've all been saying, he's a good driver. He's not inspiring because he's what, 30 years old, has not won a race. He's been in great equipment most of his career. Uh, so, yeah, but he's not bad. Anyone who's ever said Hemrick is bad is lying to themselves and is lying to you. Yeah. He's not, he's just not the most exciting guy. I want to see him do a backflip because that'll get me out of my seat. That'll get me high I forget he, ha- he, 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 so, he can backflip. Yeah, I forget that. So- so chat, uh, or one of you guys fact check this, mm-hmm. but I am six says that win number 10 for the 54. So I if think that's, that's right. the case, the 54 has won 10 times. Oh, and Hemmer, 10 times in his oh, career runner up like without, terrible. without, one. but I want to bring something up about the 54 team, uh, because this has happened with every driver. It seems like the driver is really not the problem at all in that car. It always seems like the team makes some kind of mess up. The driver has to overcome whether, you know, it's over the wall too soon or a slow pit stop or something like that. It always seems like pit road is the weakness for that team. Like it's like their kryptonite. Something always happens on pit road. It's just the fact that John Hunter Nemechek had a freaking rocket ship in Texas. He, I mean, that was his charge up there was impressive because it was hard as hell to pass that whole race. Well, and he just absolutely flew through the field, like a hot knife through butter. Well, remember Eric, <laughs> I mean, you and me were told personally by uh, one of the Xfinity drivers, Hey, yeah, that 54 is, uh, it's the best in the, in the field right now. Like, yeah, they, it's, I think, I think Joe Gibbs, well, I don't know about every weekend, but I know, especially the weekend, certain drivers are in it, but I'll bet overall that car gets, it's getting the best stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it is, their best car. I mean, they have Chris Gale as the crew chief who was a cup series crew chief last year. So they have smart people working on it. They have tremendous resources behind that car in particular, even compared to maybe some of the other Joe Gibbs racing cars. And I will say this, 
I don't mean to, this, this feels like now I'm going out of the way to be mean, but I do want to acknowledge this. You just said it 10 times that car has won this year. I think Kyle Busch, knows great. Ty Gibbs has been tremendous this year. Winning in his first ever expanded race is great. But honestly, the fact that now Nemechek has won, Christopher Bell won in this car. At some point, I, I'm not that impressed if you win in the 54 car now. Like, I, I'm a little bit, but I'm not nearly as impressed by people who win in the 54. The 19 has not won this year. It won four times last year, or three times, I think. The 20 has not won this year. It won four times last year. The 18 has not won. It was Riley Herbst, so it did not win last year. But, you know, it has not won. The only Joe Gibbs car that's won is the 54, and it's won a third of the races this season. Like, I, Ty Gibbs had some great runs. He's a good driver. He's got a lot to learn still, but he's really raw talented. Kyle Busch is great. Obviously, Bell's good. Uh, Nemechek's good. At some point, I think the 54 is winning in the 54 is just not that impressive anymore. I mean, like, it's, it's a Mickey ride. It's a Mickey ride. Right? Yeah, like, if you fans. don't run at least in the top five, if you don't at least run top four and lead some laps, you've you had a terrible day. <laughs> that's a, that's a that that looks bad on you as the driver. So. Mm. I don't know. It was just it, Texas was maybe the anomaly. Like I think that car is usually the top so, one of the top two or three cars. But Texas, it was so, so clearly the best car. What happens if you put Hemrick in the fifty four? Because you have unstoppable force versus a movable object. Just do it for one week. There's <laughs> only like one. two or three. Just do it for one week. Like Hemrick will still collect driver points, right? Maybe it messes mm-hmm. up the owner's points a little bit, but he'll still collect. Yeah, put Hemrick in the fifty four for one week. Just one race. New, do it. See what happens. Newer fans are getting a taste of what a lot of in the in the 2000s, a lot of fans had to deal with with the 18 car in the then nationwide series. Oh, I remember I think it was those Clint, days. Mm. Was it Clint Boyer who said you could put a monkey in that car and it'd win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or run fifth. Yeah. Run fifth, I think it was. Yeah, that era was, oh my goodness. Yeah, Kyle Busch is winning almost every weekend. So we, is Ty Dillon the only one who hasn't won in that car? Oh, oh no. Sure. Yes, yeah. but, to be fair, didn't he race, like, didn't he do like two of the super speedways in that car yeah but he only he only happen? made he only made one uh, mile and a half start at vegas earlier this year and i'm he, gonna i, I am, think he dnf'd in that yeah, there was a race he blew in a motor or something mm-hmm. in one of the races so yeah. he like got the one like like lemon of the group like i don't know what happened that weekend so some bad luck for ty Dillon. but you're right i think you're right i think he might be the only driver in that car that has not won this year yes but now mm. now moving on uh to the well hold on before we get to the um xfinity series playoff situation let's let's give a few shout outs here um first off um shout out to michael annette getting a top 10 finish in p9 kaz last ever yep kaz Grala finishing 15th and how about bailey curry with a 17th place run what car was he running a brick Ware car or uh, let me let me check. Seventy four, maybe. Yeah, or, or Mike Harmon, maybe. Wow. Okay, so getting well, one I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I know he's been in the seventy four before. I believe. Yeah. No, I mean I've heard the name and I've seen him race before and stuff, but he's always been one of the, one of those underfunded guys. And I'm like, how good is this guy? But yeah, seventeen he place was, finish. He was in the fifteen car. Oh. Uh, so that's oh, for John, so JD Johnny Davis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that, I think that's like some of the best equipment he's raced in since being in NASCAR. Wow. Okay. Well, hey. Well, I'll, I'll show you. Want to hear who he, who he uh, finished ahead of? Who? Because uh, he finished, he finished on the lead lap. Nice, nice. He finished ahead of Tommy Joe Martins, hmm. Josh Williams, Austin Hill, Myatt Snyder, and Ryan Vargas. And so those guys are pretty qual. They're quality guys for midfield drivers. So yeah, that's that, that's saying a lot. So hey, props to him. Shout out to him. But now I want to really quick. Um, I want to bring this up really quick too. Um. 
Brendan Brown, unfortunately, he was whew, he was really down on himself after that wreck too, and he had a lot of emotion on his Twitter. Um, hopefully, he's um, he's doing good now and stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, that was just that wasn't cool to see because he was on such a high, you know, after winning at Dega and stuff and all the media stuff that's come after it, and now you know, basically he is down low again and stuff. I mean, I mean that's racing. Yeah. That's racing in a nutshell. Hey. So. Uh, I see in the chat uh, from what the dog doing. Uh, Hamlin, I think, was the other one who didn't win. Oh, is he not? He, he did. Oh, he was in the fifty-four. As Darlington. Well. Yeah, yeah. Darlington. He, he dominated that race, wasn't it? It was a penalty at the very end. No, he penalty. spun. He spun out. He was so fast that he spun out in stage one, came back to you know still be the class of the field, and then yeah, he had a penalty late. Yeah. So another penalty for the fifty-four team. Well, I have to road. remember. Was that speeding? Because you know Hamlin's known to speed. Yeah, I can't point. remember now. It might have been. It might have been. Either way, pit road is the Achilles heel of that fifty-four. That fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but now moving on to the playoff situation. So John Hunter Nemechek won, but he's not a playoff driver, so nobody's locked in just yet. So AJ Allmendinger is currently P1, plus 30 above the cut line, followed by Austin Cindric, plus 26 in P2. Um, Justin Allgaier sitting P3, but only plus 4. And then rounding out the top 4 is Noah Gregson in Four. Wow. Um, Noah could two. get a championship four appearance. Look at that. And then the best of the rest in the bottom four, Daniel Hemrick, P5, minus two. But, man, just imagine if he won, he'd be locked in by now. Uh, Justin Haley, minus six in P6. And seventh and eighth, um, they're going to have their work cut out for them to get into the championship four. Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones, both minus 21 and minus 32, respectively. So um, now that I just listed off that playoff, um, that playoff list, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, do you see anybody like locking themselves in this week or is the 54 going to win again? Okay, hold up. Do not count Brandon Jones out until after this week. Yep, yep. Because I was just Kansas, mm-hmm. I remember watching him win at Kansas in 2019. Mm-hmm. He won in 2020 in one of them. Kansas is a good track for Brandon Jones. Yeah, be on the lookout. And, and he just signed an extension for another year, so he's going to be racing a little more relaxed, perhaps. He's not going to be pressing maybe as hard as yeah, he would be otherwise. Getting that big money from uh, Menards. Yeah, to save big money at Menards, and it goes into Brandon Jones's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, shout-out to Gregson, though. I mean, again, we had saw we had said this throughout the season. It's like, damn, where's he been? Where's the performance been? But then ever since he um, signed that deal, I mean, he won two races in a row before the playoffs started, and now he's in a position to compete for the championship four. So, attaboy to him. Yeah, no, Gregson being, I mean, he's only plus two, so it's still anyone's game. It's going to be interesting if it comes down to him and Hemrick, who've had, you know, their own run in earlier in the season. If mm-hmm. it comes down to the two of them for the final spot, that's just yeah. good TV drama. I can already see the NBC cutaway to the mm-hmm. fight at, I don't even remember what track that was earlier this year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, I, yeah, I, I think Justin Haley still within striking distance. Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones are the two that are kind of in must-win territory, but they're in Joe Gibbs cars. And I know no other Joe Gibbs cars have won this year, but just that name alone on the side of your Toyota means you're a contender, especially mm-hmm. this weekend at Kansas, where I think the cars will, the, the car you're driving matters probably more than the driver behind the wheel. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I I, I think Almondinger is the only one who I'd say I'm, in a, I'm comfortable with because I think he'll run well at Martinsville. Um, Cindric, when did, how long has it been since Austin Cindric won a race? I think it's been a minute, maybe. It's been a I'm going to look up his stats. Y'all can talk about something else. But I, I was so, thinking about this, and I meant to look this up earlier, because I feel like we always talk about Cindric being right there with Almondinger, and, you know, they, he's been very consistent. He's very fast. He just but, hasn't won in a while. I well, he, he, he's cooled off a little bit. While you're doing that, I mean, just third through sixth is an absolute dogfight. Yeah. Third, Algar plus four. Gregson plus two in fourth. 
uh, fifth, Daniel Hemrick, of course, minus two. And then Haley is minus six. All right, so I'm like, a dumbass because he he won like 10 races ago. So it's been a little while since the Indy Road course. But his last few starts, we second. Were there. That, well, no, I remember that, but that's three months ago. Like, uh, but he's finished his last like five races, second, fourth, eighth, second, fifth. And he's led at least 10 laps in all of those races. So I'm an idiot. He's been fine, but he, it feels like he's not as fast as Almondinger or some of the other guys. I think but maybe that's just because the 54 is always winning. I don't know. I think it's also because Almondinger has gotten faster. It feels like as the years yeah. went on. I mean, the last I mean, time he almost won, I mean, was at Bristol and you saw how that ended. So he was close. He was close. Sorry. I didn't mean uh, to interrupt you. I was just shocked no. at how, how, uh, unobservant, I guess I've been, <laughs> but I'd say third through sixth is literally just one stage away from completely flipping over. Like, like every, like those are the guys who have to chase for points. I feel like the two on either end are kind of in a better place. Like, yeah, they kind of, they got to go for points. You never know what will happen. But of course, you know, let, let's be real. I don't think Brandon Jones, if he doesn't win at Kansas, I don't think he's catching up in points. No. I think Harrison Burton of, of these eight is probably the worst running of them, like looking forward at it. Um, but man, I think I, I'm just surprised with how Almondinger's turned it on in the last like two, th- two and a half months or so. Like he's just been just consistently top five speed every week. And he was fast before, but. I mean, it does feel like at this point he's kind of the favorite going in into the last three races. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's what I'd say. Looking like that for sure. Well, we'll count out all guy at Phoenix. He'll, he's my not. I don't know if dark horse is even the right word, but if he makes it in, I think he's going to be a threat. Well, we'll see how it plays out. But yes, those are the Xfinity Series playoff standings. And now moving on to the famous mailbag question on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. This week's mailbag question comes from Jonathan. Thank you so much, bro, for for the support. Uh, Thanks, Jonathan. Yep. His question says, um, hi, guys. What is the biggest bucket list item in your NASCAR collection that you don't have yet? For me, um, it has to be a piece of Dale Jr.'s sheet metal. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Love the show. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. Um, I'll answer that first. Um, Dang, so a piece of Dale Jr.'s sheet metal. I'd say maybe a piece from one of the championship cars from the past. Maybe that might be one. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I always watch the old Winston Cup highlights and stuff. And it's like back in those days when you were competing for the championship. I mean, like obviously the playoffs are entertaining and stuff now. But back in those days, like when somebody won the championship, you knew like, okay, like, yeah, they were without a doubt the best without question. Didn't have to question it. All that stuff. So maybe a piece from one of the vintage championship cars that I, that, that might be on my bucket list. So I'd say I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. I saw this at Bristol and it was, I think 250 bucks and I didn't bite the bullet and mm. buy it. And now it's never at any of the vendors anywhere. Oh. Uh, it's like a 2003 super speedway Monte Carlo nose, but it's a test car. So you can paint anything you want on it. And oh, it's cool. and I'm not just saying it's just the nose. I'm saying it's like the nose with the lights that meets right up to the to as the iceberg fly goes by, <laughs> right up to the hood and like halfway up the wheel well. And it's and it's wow. you can put whatever you want. I want and I was like, all right, next Bristol race I go to, I'm gonna I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna get that nose. I'm going to bring it home and I'm going to paint it like Dale Jr.'s Daytona 500 winner. And I'm going to use that as my TV stand. And then I went back and I'm like, oh yeah, we sold that like three weeks ago. I'm like, 
No. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. So I want one of those. If somebody has that for the the, the nice price, because I looked online for like another one, and I'm like, I'm not dropping two grand for that. Um, if someone wants to give me 250 or wants 250, 300 bucks from me, I will pay that for it. So if you have it, like just just letting you know, putting that out there, like just a little feeler out there, like that's on the table. Yeah. My my big thing that I honestly want, we have two things. I'll say the lesser one I kind of only recently thought of is I want a Matt Kenseth 2003 jacket. Like not necessarily like a pit jacket, but like one of the ones that has like the Winston Cup champion patch and stuff. One that fits nice. Because I had kind of like a pullover a while back that I got on like eBay for like 40 bucks, but it didn't fit that well. And it was kind of cheaply made. I'd want to get one that's like one of the $300, like super nice, like a Letterman jacket mm. that's Matt Kenseth that fits me good. I'm a tall, awkwardly shaped man. So it's sometimes hard <laughs> for me to find clothes that fit well. But if I can find one uh i would love that but more importantly i want if anyone ever please dm me on twitter if you're selling one if you know somebody who is i want a dewalt hood honestly preferably for matt kenseth but if it was an eric jones hood and i mean maybe not marcus ambrose unless it was like did he ever win with dewalt on the hood I think twice Stan- twice mm-hmm. yeah but i think it was usually stanley on the hood not dewalt so yeah oh, i wanted man, man. a yellow with the black logo dewalt hood it, it could be from a show car it could be paint could be you know, custom made as long as it looks really legit and realistic. I just want a big DeWalt hood to hang on my wall somewhere one day. That's what I want. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, once again, I saw on eBay recently, I almost pulled the trip. No, I did because it was like (laughs) $3,000, but I saw on eBay and it's probably still up there. Someone was selling Matt Kenseth's circle K fire suit that they claim was race used. And they show photos of it being used at his Phoenix win in 2017. I don't know that it's actually that fire suit. I'm skeptical, which is why I would, it's not about, but it was like two or $3,000. But I was like, That's like, should I take out, like, I don't have a house. I was about to say, should I take out a second mortgage or something? But I'm like, I don't have <laughs> a house. So should I take out a mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> Can, uh, do you think the bank will loan me $3,000 for this? Fire suit? It's like, is it to invest in a business? No, I'm trying to buy a fire suit with no return <laughs> investment whatsoever. We're going to freeze your assets for about 48 hours, Mr. Easton. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's still there. Your, I'm going to see if it's continue. still there. And, and if there are any wealthy gentlemen or any wealthy collectors in the chat, um, you'll be able to find it and go buy it. Like uh, by all means, I'd love for one of you to have it if I can't. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much, John, for, for that awesome mailbag question on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jared, where can they submit the mailbag questions at? Weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com, all lowercase. Submit your questions there. Remember, we only got three more weeks left uh, this season, so you got three more chances to get your question read. Uh, and don't ask to be a guest or we will completely ignore you yes yes we good lord it is st- and we will do it again the fire suit is still up on ebay twenty five hundred dollars oh it's, a, oh, oh, it's so on we got sale down. yeah it's sale <laughs> hey go ahead bro yeah hit up the bank hit up the bank hey the shipping shipping's only nine dollars <laughs> hey, hey like, what a win sounds like a steal Jeez day. louise all right yeah now, before we move on to the lightning round we have to do an, a little bit of an ad read this nat- edition of the nascar weekly podcast is brought to you by lionel racing Get um, the official diecast of NASCAR. Order the new 2021 diecast of your favorite NASCAR driver now at lionelracing.com or any Lionel authorized retailer. Don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecast wave at a Walmart near you. Gentlemen, uh, what diecast do you have? I've got the silver bullet. 
Sterling Marlin Coors Light. Oh, I thought that was the Chevy for a second. That was about to say. No, it was a Dodge. Nice, nice. No, not, like, not that rare. It not that special. It looks like I, I, that might be the 2003 edition, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, I forget now. I think this was 02. Oh, yeah. yeah I think. I, it might, I, now I'm honestly forgotten. I, I looked it up when I first got it, but I don't remember now for sure. But looks uh, nice. yeah, looks very nice. Hmm. Love it. So this one I bought a few weeks ago for 20 bucks. It was the first nascar diecast that's an elite version i ever got and it's jeff gordon's 2004 monte carlo and this thing is sharp first off i don't know if you can see it but those are actual brackets in the spoiler yeah like they're not just molded on details and like open it up and they have like all the tethers like here and here and here like it looks so good yeah and like you literally just can see like everything underneath, like everything moves a little bit. You know, there's there's tons of give. Like when you hold on, let me take the, the hood open one more time. Like literally you can see all the hoses and stuff in here mm. and you can move them around and everything. I looked in the car because I was that kind of person, and there's literally a wire that connects the dash to the freaking steering wheel. I don't like I don't know if you can see it. It's like right in there. There's a little bit of red right there. Oh, I see it. I see the red. Yeah. I see yeah, red. See it? Oh, yeah, there, oh, it, is. Oh, there it, it is. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dude. I, I found this for 20 bucks and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, because I wanted to get a 2004 Gordon car um, for for reasons. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll get I'll get this one. And then it came in and, and I'm like, I'm opening it up next to my dad. And, I'm, and he's like, I'm just go. I just go. Holy shit. Oh, he's like, what? What? What about it? I'm like, this is awesome. It's so detailed, man. I love it. I love it. I, just, I love the detail. I mean, I'm literally like, I if, I don't know if you can see, I literally can move the wheels back. Oh, I forth. see it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's bouncing. Yep. Got that it's ride so height. Cool. Got that ride height. I love it's it. It's so cool. That's but cool. yeah, so that's, that's my diecast this week. So this is a Dale Jr. throwback one to 1997, one of his first Bush Series starts before he drove the famous number three AC Delco Chevrolet to two Bush Series championships. So I want to say... He might have drove this car, drove this car at Rockingham, maybe. I don't know, but I found this at uh, one of the um, the track uh, shops and stuff outside of the track, and I was like, "Yep, I gotta have it. I gotta have it." So definitely a keeper for me for sure. But yeah, in the packaging, that's cool. And actually, I was just checking my notes. I think this was a 2004, actually. Oh no, that's when he was starting to down go downhill a little bit. That's but, why hey, you, was, know the, the, you know what? You know what? It still looks nice, though. It still looks nice. It, it, it's paint schemes never does some of the worst drivers in nascar history have had some great paint schemes <laughs> not that sterling marlin is one of the worst drivers in yeah no, no don't be sorry. yeah for kevin conway hey kevin conway I'm just we, say we have to find a freaking extension make the driver guys. we have to find oh, i found ex- one. Oh, you did 2010 robbie gordon i might buy it to pink one. oh buy it buy it yes buy it buy see, it bro. see previous conversation no i'm kidding <laughs> I'm going to write that down really quick so I don't forget. But yeah, thank you so much to Lionel Diecast for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Make sure to pick up your 2021 Lionel Diecast Authentic Wave at any Walmart near you. Okay, boys. I think I sense something. I sense something. in the fold. I sense something. A presence I have not felt since. It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Did my mic cut out? A little. Oh, dang it. Dang it. Yeah, it didn't cut out last week, though. But hey, you know what? Well, so it, it cut out on our ends last week, and then it didn't. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jared, what do we have on tap tonight? 
Uh, surprisingly, not too much, but what we do have is big. Uh, Tony Stewart is launching an NHRA team with his fiance Leah Pruitt. So I got that wrong last week. Apologize for that. Yeah. As the driver, as well as another entry. John Hunter Nemechek, who you will hear from in a little bit on this show. Uh, he is returning to KBM in the Ford truck in 2022. And you'll hear his thoughts, his uh, decision-making process behind that move shortly. Todd Bodine is set to run six races in 2022 to reach 800 career starts in the national series. So the onion is coming. Back. <laughs> yeah. Or as Dale Jr. would call him, cue ball back in the 90s. Cue ball. Uh, Liberty University signed on as William Byron's sponsor through 2026 and will be the primary for 12 races annually, according to Adam Stern. Interstate. Oh, yeah. Interstate batteries. No, no problem. Interstate batteries is expected to uh, also have a multi-year extension with JGR, uh, which I think they said would sponsor like nine races but i'm not sure i think that's both with cup and xfinity uh but will sponsor kyle bush in 2022 i think it's been lasting since i think that's 30 years now this this deal has lasted wow. they've been there since yeah jo- joe gibbs in their 30th year so yeah. i think they've been, there since, they've been the there since the start yeah uh news today from bob all three of the top touring series are set to have qualifying and practice at phoenix for the finale this year sweet and sweet. Last but not least, Brandon Jones will be returning to the number 19 JGR Xfinity Series Toyota in 2022 with Menards' as sponsor. Okay. Good for him. Good for him. I think they said Menards for all 36 races or 30, I think three or whatever the Xfinity Race Series has, um, which I believe is, I believe that's an increase because this year I know he has not had Menards for every race. Oh, yeah. So I think that's, that's definitely a, a lot of races. Good. All right. Sweet. Is that the lightning round, Jerry? Yeah, it's the lightning round. Again, that'll conclude the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. I know Darian wants to read uh, a lot of the super chats we've gotten mm-hmm. so far in just a moment. But first, this episode of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast is also sponsored by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much, much more. Uh, great for do-it-yourselfers or if you're a professional metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyend.com. Forney, I-N-D. It's in the it's in the description down below, or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Uh, but yes, now Darian, I believe you've got some super chats to check out. What are the fans talking about? Yeah, we got some at super home. chats. We got a few. We got a few super chats. Really I'll, appreciate I'll set, it, guys. I'll set the five minute clock for oh, you. Oh, nice! You'll set it for me. Awesome! I'll awesome. set it for you. I All got right, you. Cool, I got cool. you. All right. Just tell me when. All right. Just give me a second. Let me get this out really quick. All right. I'm ready when you are. Let me know. And green flag. Nice, nice. All right. Jay Walker, Master of Lightning. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Geez, Harvick still whining about Chase. Where's Jimmy Spencer and the crying towel when you need them? Yeah, I don't. I, I, somebody has to give context. I don't know what the question was that led to Harvick bringing that up. Maybe. They were, they asked them about the meeting they had with NASCAR earlier oh, in the week. Oh, okay. And okay. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, Harvick just being Harvick as usual. Platinum Paradise, thank you for the $2 super chat. Just stopped in to say Texas sucks. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, thank you for the super chat, though. But yeah, sorry, Eric. They just keep yeah. You you were talking well, about I, the, the reputation. I assume they're talking about. I assume they're talking about the track. And, yeah, uh, yeah. The track's not great. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. 
NASCAR fan6056, thank you so much for the 699 Canadian Super Chat. Nice. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Question for all. This is for everybody. What has been the best and worst years for NASCAR on Fox and NBC? And what could they do to improve on after this year's um, coverage? Do, do you want to keep it just this uh, current contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it this. Well, I think this year has been the worst year for Fox. Well, yeah, no, I'll say I think this year is the worst year for Fox. Gordon's still not good in the booth. Clint Boyer was getting his feet under him, so he was iffy here and there. Yeah. And I just felt like overall the coverage was uninspired. I, I think Fox overall from about 2019 through the present has just been just hot garbage. I mean, you look even back to 2019, Darian, we were at Danny's wedding and we're like, Hey, let's watch the end of the truck race. We and could. it's like, we couldn't. <laughs> um, and it's just not improved really much since then. There's been so much bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox's best years under this contract, I think, were the first two. I think that's when they still had their kind of their swag, their mojo that they usually had. As for NBC, their worst year, uh, I think their worst year, and I, I will still hold to it, I think their worst year was like 2016, 17. Yeah. I think that first year was good, that but they just kind of lost something. I would say NBC's best year, in my opinion, would probably be 2018. I, Junior just br- had breathed new life into that booth. I, I just I don't think they've 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 been good. I don't think they've been as good as that year. Yeah. Now the speed. I, days, I, I would oh, agree with ahead. that. Yeah. Now the no, uh, I, I, yeah the NASCAR on speed days. That's a whole another discussion. Maybe for a future video. You never know. I, I hadn't really thought about NBC or any of these in like on a year to year basis, but I do remember Junior's first year caught lightning in a bottle, so mm-hmm. that was good. Absolutely. Corvette Racing 48, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. NASCAR Radioactive would be far better if you replaced the bleeps with dolphin noises. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's like good a SpongeBob fun. episode. Right, right. That's funny. Groovy Goose with the $5 super chat for host and chat. The Cup Season 3, or no, excuse me. The Cup Season has three weeks left. What grade would you give the season? Spin the UFO. I mean, Fox was hyping this up as the greatest season ever. I'd give it a, um, a solid seven and a half out of ten honestly it's pretty good it's pretty I, good. yeah i give it like a b plus i think it's, on the show coming off the back of a tumultuous year last year mm-hmm. for every sports league nascar did a good job of handling it but coming off that this year a lot of new winners pretty competitive racing i, I think it's been good yeah it's funny that that's brought up i uh keep so i rate every race and i keep all the ratings and average them together at the end of the year <laughs> Nice. So my current rating is a 6.971 out of 10. Hey, nice. Nice, nice, um, nice, Which which is uh about which is actually better than every year we've done the podcast so far. So Ooh. I think it's the best year since we we've started the show. Um it's been good. There's been some low lights but mostly highlights. That's cool. That's good to hear. And uh, one minute left. Yeah, thank you. Daniel with the $2 super chat. Harvick has Chase Elliott derangement syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not going to lie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wait, just chase derangement syndrome. He has yeah. CDS. CDS. <laughs> yes, you guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Phil Brownson with the $2 super chat. Thanks, man. Can we get your expectations for Trackhouse in 2021? Uh, I think you mean for 2022, so I'll just um, answer that. Um, I mean, next year they're going to be having Gibbs cars and all that. Or no, not Gibbs cars, excuse me. Um, They're going to be – it's basically going to be – Chip Ganassi Racing 2.0, they basically bought the whole team. So I'd say at least one of their cars makes the playoffs next year. 
Yeah. I, and I, I love Daniel Suarez, but I might lean towards Ross Chastain mm-hmm. being that guy yep. just because he's come on strong the second half of this year. But, about to mention we'll, but we'll see. I think borderline playoff, by the way, five seconds, but I think borderline playoff will be right around how they're going to be next year. And we're at five. Yep, and that'll conclude this edition of the Super Chat Reads. We will get to them towards the end of the show. Really appreciate all of the love and support. And now, well, I think it's about that time in the show where uh, should we uh, play the John Hunter Nemechek interview, boys? I thought we were going to do another like lightning round bit. Like, do you, do you feel that? Do you, that's John Hunter Nemechek. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? And I have a lightning <laughs> going on right now. And it's John Hunter Nemechek. But yeah. <laughs> but no, thank you so much to John Hunter Nemechek for coming on. Uh, we talked to him about um, some various things about um, his season thus far. I mean, he's the most recent NASCAR Xfinity Series winner. So we also talked about that and about, and about his plans for 2022 and beyond. You know, I just remember one question we didn't ask him that we what? should have. What? what is he going to do? Where is he going to put that ice cream cone trophy that he just got? Because oh. I want to know. That was pretty cool. Dang, dang. We didn't ask that, but I'm quite sure. I'm quite, I'm very confident we asked a, a ton of good questions. So without further ado, I'm going to mute you guys. And I'm going to make sure I muted myself. So yeah, yeah, I'll make sure I muted myself too. So without further ado, here's our interview with John Hunter Nemechek. Enjoy! What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter, back for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And this week, we are joined by the one and only John Hunter Nemechek. How's it going, man? It's good. How are you guys? Oh, good, good. And Fantastic. Spectacular to have you on this edition of the show. Um, I guess I'll open up uh, uh, the line of questions here. Um, talk about your 2021 season thus far. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's been a good year so far. Um, five wins in the truck series in the regular season, uh, locked up the regular season championship. Uh, it's been a little bit of an up and down playoff run so far, um, but we're sitting in a good point spot going into Martinsville. And uh, it doesn't matter if we win Martinsville or not. We just want to be able to advance. So have to survive and advance to that final four. The only thing that matters at this point is going in to try and win that championship at Phoenix. Um, and then on top of that, being able to – Get the first Xfinity win of the year um, in limited starts last weekend was uh, another huge accomplishment for me. And coming back from the Cup Series to the Truck Series, uh, my goal was to come win races and have the opportunity to do so every single week. And been using the hashtag, hashtag here for wins. And uh, it's been very validating by living up to that. It's a catchy slogan for sure. And you just mentioned it. You were blistering fast at Texas in the Xfinity car uh, this past Saturday. But uh, you've obviously won a lot of truck races this year. That's what that's where your focus is at at the moment. But what made uh, Saturday's Xfinity win special? I think for me, it was getting back behind the wheel of an Xfinity car. Um, I had run three races prior to that this year. Uh, and then being able to get in the 54 that has proven that it can win. Um, Ty Gibbs and Kyle both won in it uh, multiple races this year. So um, for myself, being able to get behind the wheel of something that has, has proven that it is capable of winning and myself going out there and being able to win, um, not only win, pretty much dominate the day, um, is very validating for myself as well. So I want to ask you, you've raced in the top three series uh all in the last 12 months. I want to ask, how do they kind of compare to each other? Like one compared to the other, is it kind of like apples to oranges or like, you know, just completely different altogether? They're all unique in their own way, for sure. Um, I think the the cup series is definitely very difficult, uh, very hard. Uh, There's a reason that those top 25 or top 30 guys are the ones that are in the cup series every single week. And 
there's a reason that the, those 10 to 15 guys win races every single year. Um, they're, they're some of the best in the business. The Xfinity series is difficult as well. Um, cars are definitely different, uh, to drive, uh, low downforce package, higher horsepower, um, compared to the cup car at mile and a half, they're low or they're high downforce, low horsepower. Um, so the Xfinity car drives like the low downforce package on the cup car at short tracks. Um, and then the truck series, uh, it's unique in itself. You have kids that are 16 years old making starts at short tracks every year. And then you have kids that are trying to make a name for themselves. And then you have veterans uh, that are in the in the truck series as well. So um, it's unique in its own way. Um, definitely have had to learn a, a little bit of how to race different around certain guys this year in the truck series um, compared to the cup series. Um, but the, the trucks drive more like the cup car at mile and a half racetracks with, uh, the higher downforce, lower horsepower. Now you first year endeared yourself to the fan base by winning races in the, in the NASCAR truck series with your dad's team back in the day. So talk about those days. What were, um, um, what was that era of your career? Like, uh, it was unique in itself. Um, I always felt like we we're the underdog kind of going into races, um, we were in on a limited budget. I was one of the guys in the shop that was there working every single day, um, putting trucks together, trying to figure out what we were going to do setup wise, running the pull down rig. Um, just so many, so many factors that I was hands on in. Um, and that, that was unique in itself. Um, I, uh, I learned a lot from that experience. It, it's taught me a lot. It's made me a better race car driver and a better person. Well, from the past to the future, last week you uh, uh, announced that you're returning to the four truck next year. You're going to chase another truck series championship. Uh, take us through that decision. What was the decision? Why did you decide that that was the best option for 2022? Yeah. Um, talking to Kyle uh, about it and everyone at Toyota TRD, um, I felt like that was the best opportunity for myself. Um since leaving Nemco, I've not been at a single team for more than a year. Um, I, I've kind of jumped around and I don't want to be known as that guy that, that hops around all the time. So um, for myself, I, I thought it was the best opportunity to go out and try and chase another truck series championship and chase more wins. Um, and luckily Kyle wanted to have me back and everyone at Toyota thought it was a good idea. So uh, that's kind of how those cards played. Um, there, there were, I guess, other opportunities on the table that, uh, I've, I've talked about and tried to figure out if it was a better opportunity for myself, but the cards just didn't fall right. And, um, for, for myself, I'm excited to go back to KBM. I'm excited for a second year and hopefully we can dominate even more than we have this year. Well, you were talking about chasing a, another truck title. You're chasing one this year. I, I got to ask, you know, you seem to be the favorite in pretty much everybody's eyes right now. Who do you think is, is the biggest competition for you to, to win that championship this year? Uh, it depends on who makes it. Um, there, there's a tight cutoff line. I think Sheldon Creed, obviously you can't count him out. Uh, he's been very fast all year. Um, he's put some races together here in the playoffs and he's had a great playoff run. Um, so I, I don't think that you can count him out. Um, Ben Rhodes is another one that won races early, kind of had a little bit of a summer slump, I guess, and has been running better as of late. Um, so yeah, I, I would put those two guys in the category and then I would put myself as well or ourselves as a four team. Um, we, we can't beat ourselves. Um, I, I feel like we have a really good, 
uh, truck. I, I feel like we have a really good opportunity around us and a really good group around me that has given me everything that I need and the resources that I need to be able to succeed. So um, for us, we, we just can't beat ourselves and make mistakes either. Now, what is the end goal for you? Do you eventually want to be back in the Cup Series someday, or have you just resided yourself to the fact that, eh, I just want to remain in NASCAR in any sort of capacity? Uh, I mean, uh, eventually the goal is to get back to the Cup Series. I feel like uh, myself, my ability and talent, I, I feel like that, plus work ethic and everything that goes into it on the back end, I, I feel like I can be successful in the Cup Series. Um, but I'm not going to put myself in a spot just to be in the cup series. Um, I want to be able to win races and have the, have the chance to win championships as well. Um, just being in the cup series doesn't do it for me. I, I want to be a contender every single week. Yeah, that was actually kind of my question. So I don't, you can elaborate more on this if you want, but like, say you got an opportunity in the cup series a couple of years down the line and sort of, I don't know, next gen car may change everything, but what's considered to be like a B tier ride, but you have like a chance to work with KBM or maybe JGR, even in Xfinity. Like how would you balance those two? It sounds like you're more focused on going where you can be competitive, but like, how, how would you balance that decision? If, if, you know, I know we're speaking hypothetically years potentially down the line, but how would you balance that, that move? Uh, I mean, it would have to be something that I think on and weigh out the pros and cons for sure, but I'm hashtag here for wins. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you, 2021, both on and off the track has been an absolutely huge year for you. How has it kind of changed your perspective on, on both how you go about your career, life in general? Like how, how has this year really affected you long-term? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's definitely changed my life for, for sure. Um, making the decision coming back to the truck series on the professional side of things. Um, there were a lot of doubters, a lot of people that were thinking that I was going to ruin my career by doing it. Not sure why I was doing it. Um, and, and I had in my mind that I wanted to win races. So I wasn't happy. I, I, there were parts and times where I was miserable down on myself, questioning if I could do it, um, a, anymore. So, uh, being able to get back to victory lane and validate my decision and continue to have a stellar year, definitely push things forward for me and, and kind of put that in a different perspective. If I was 16, 18 years old and you're asking me this question right now, I would be wanting to, to get to cup. I, I would be pushing for everything that I could to get to cup because that's every kid's dream when, when you're that old and, and you're racing. So um, for me, the perspective has changed. Uh, and then having Aspen this year has definitely changed my perspective on life a lot. Um, there's times where I used to dwell on races or I'd have a bad race and I, I couldn't let it go. Um, now uh, it's being able to come home or go back to the motor home and see her smile. She doesn't know what's happening. She's just happy to see you that, that you're back. So um, it puts a smile on your face and makes you kind of forget what, what has happened and, until you have to talk about it again. But um, just it's calmed me down a lot. I feel like it's put some different pressures on me from different standpoints, but overall in a very good way. All right. That's good to hear. Well, I guess it's time to open it up to some fan questions. Jared, do you have them ready or? Yeah, I got, I got a few good ones, kind of off topic, some on topic, but I think, I think you'll have fun with them. So the first one is from Blake. He asks, uh, aside from your dad, who was your favorite driver growing up? Um, I don't think I had one single favorite driver growing up. Um, I've always kind of looked at it in the perspective of 
Jimmy Johnson was great at winning championships. Kyle Busch is great at winning races. Dale Sr. was great at intimidating people and playing mind games and being able to get things done. Um, so I, I think if you can take a mixture of everything that those guys were great at, mix it into one, it, it's an amazing driver. It's probably the best of all time. Um, so that's kind of how I looked at it. Um, I always had fun being able to grow up around the sport with dad and hanging out with everybody um, in the driver owner lot backstage before driver intro. It's just a, a lot of different things. So um, I, I can't say that I had one single favorite. Uh, Rusty asks, uh, what in your opinion is the best moment in your career? Best moment in my career winning. <laughs> I, I think that anytime you can win, it's a really good moment in your career. Um, and, and not taking it for granted. Right. Um, there, there's times where we've won races and I've kind of shifted my focus right afterwards to the next week. And yes, you have to do that, but also you need to enjoy it. These things are way too hard to win. And when you don't win for two years, it takes a toll on you. Um, you, you want to get back to victory lane and that that's something that is a huge accomplishment. And then uh, our last fan question, last but not least for sure, is from a user, Denny Delivers, and he asks, uh, what was your mindset when a wild Cole Custer came towards you at Canadian Tire? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so I ran ear cups in my helmets um, with earbuds, so I couldn't really hear anything um, just from how noise-canceling it is. Um, and I went up to grab the checkered flag, sewed my helmet on, and all of a sudden I heard the screams, like the fans start screaming. So I turned around and here came Cole. Um, so I kind of squatted down a little bit and got in a lowered stance. And uh, we, we went and rolled around on the ground, I guess. And that was about the end of it. So there wasn't much time to think. It, it was all reaction. <laughs> yeah, I think that's you a and, great way. Do you and Cole ever like talk about that uh, incident? Have y'all talked about it ever since then? I can't say that we've talked about that instant or the, that incident. Um, but yeah, I would say Cole and I, um, are somewhat buddies. Um, we, we talk about other things other than that at the racetrack, <laughs> especially last year in the cup deal, we were talking quite a bit. Um, so, uh, I don't know, uh, as time moves on, you, you kind of move on from it and we're all young and dumb at one point. Time heals all wounds. That's yeah, that's funny. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, Mr. Um, uh, John Hunter. Uh, before you head off, uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on all social platforms at JH Nemechek. Um, check it out. We we have some cool content going on right now and some behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't get to see. Oh, yeah. By the way, I really liked you being a part of that whole Toyota truck commercial when they were unveiling the 2022 <laughs> one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I love that. It was that was that was a very fun experience. It looked a lot awesome. of fun. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Mr. Nemechek. And now back to the show. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with the one and only John Hunter Nemechek. Now, um, um, Eric, you got some news for us? or let's Got some breaking news, at least from the past like 30 minutes or so. Uh, but uh, yeah, as we were going live tonight, there were some 
news going around, reports going around, but it's been confirmed by Bob Pockers that NASCAR has indefinitely suspended Carson Ware, not Cody Ware, Carson Ware. Uh, Carson Ware was arrested earlier this morning on misdemeanor charges of assault on a female, simple assault, and injury to personal property. So uh, he will not race this weekend at Kansas. He was supposed to be, I believe, in the Xfinity race for SS Greenlight Racing. Um, He will not be there. So uh, that is some news Huh. Uh, Carson Ware, yeah. that sounds familiar. Huh. That sounds like the guy who DM'd me in 2019 saying, I wouldn't have a place in the sport and I should just give up. <laughs> he actually did that, by the way, folks. I remember I would always make so many jokes about Rick Ware racing, and he had the goal to DM me on a, um, I think this was a uh, Wednesday afternoon, so it was like the day of, the, um, of one of our podcasts. And he basically went on this like rant that was like two, three paragraphs long. I'm not about to read all that stuff, but basically... I skimmed over it, and he was basically saying, I didn't know what I was talking about. Stop joking about my team. My father worked hard, blah, blah, blah. You'll never be in the sport. Like, first off, you're a professional athlete, and you're a professional racing team, so I'm sorry. You have to take whatever criticism you get. And I wasn't even criticizing. I was just joking about it. Like, everybody knows their story and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so apparently he uh, can't keep his hands off of women either. So it's uh, not the best judge. Not the best judge to be judging people who are – in the sport or not and then also let me say this too um when you have a face tattoo and braces um maybe racing isn't necessarily your calling maybe you being a little peep wannabe might be i don't know but look um yeah so so yeah so that's uh carson ware in a nutshell um and yeah um let this be a lesson folks keep your hands off of women and um if you're gonna get a face tattoo at least have it be something good i guess you know so and uh, also, um, growing in with braces, too, it's not, not the best look, I don't think. So, I don't know. Got Darian, and also, and also, and also, okay. Well, I was just thinking, I, would, I was just thinking of multiple I things. was just going to leave it at, I, I was unaware of uh, the deep lore history between the two, at least to how the extent that it progressed. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, I, I mean, kudos, I guess, to NASCAR for taking uh, this issue seriously. Um, but we'll see how that develops. <laughs> I was just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, it's like, look, when you say so, look, karma's a real thing, man. When you, when you're calling out people's dreams and stuff, saying, "Oh, you'll never do this and that," I mean, that type of stuff sticks with you there. And then when it's somebody in the sport, not, nobody, nobody near is like high levels, like a stand or something like that. But when somebody says that, you remember that. God. stuff. And I don't know. It looks like justice has been served, unfortunately. He, he got arrested for assault, but we just witnessed a damn murder. Yeah, yeah that was. Oh, that was sorry, sorry, we, we, folks. I just had to let that out. Unfortunately, I just had to let that out. But no, let's move anyway. on. Anyway, let's move on now. So we already. We already got that garbage crossed out. Now, let's move on to some other news that has been making headlines, especially on NASCAR Twitter. Um, NASCAR 21 Ignition is supposed to be the newest release in the NASCAR console gaming series. Um, out next week on October 26th, as a matter of fact, or could be the 27th. I could have those dates mixed up. Basically, it's out next week. Um, we've seen some, some early gameplay footage from... You know, the likes of, you know, Michael Roots and some other content creators in the community, the Wind Vows, the Moonheads, all those guys. Um, and I've said my piece on the game before. Oh, and also Eric. I'm sorry, Eric. I almost forgot Eric. You played it too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, Eric, you actually played the game. Give us your honest opinion. No BS here. Give us your opinion on NASCAR 21 Ignition. Well, let me start with this. I think it's very important that NASCAR have a, a fun, a competently put together a well-developed 
console game. iRacing is a big thing. And that's all great. That's, that's fantastic. But NASCAR it's in NASCAR's best interest when it comes to reaching out to new and especially younger fans that they have a, an easy to pick up and play fun console game. So that's where I kind of come at this from. I think you all see many of the bugs and glitches. I will say last night when I was streaming it for a couple hours, I didn't run into very many bugs and glitches I had earlier in the day and the day before, I guess, but maybe before I got the day one patch. Mm -hmm. And I know even since the day one patch, there are some, uh, there are still some bugs and glitches, but some of them I can look past some of them, not so much. There are core elements of the gameplay that I think are very fun. I think the game looks gorgeous and feels pretty good. At least when you turn most, all of the assists and settings to a minimum, Uh, I know that is one critique is that there's no real like super hyper realistic game setting it seems it feels like no matter what you're going to have a little bit of that arcade feel to it and i think that is i I wish there was more of an option to turn all those settings or to more customize your your actual driving settings than there is currently so the game looks great the presentation is fantastic um clearly an upgrade in those respects from the nascar heat series but once you get past that facade i think it's safe to say there's not a whole lot there i think it's it's not in some ways, the quality, I think, is absolutely higher than the Heat Series, but the quantity is definitely less. There's no Xfinity. There's no trucks, which isn't that big a deal to that's me. When I play Heat, that's when I play Heat, I'd usually go to the Cup Series anyway, so I don't think that's the biggest deal, but it is something that's lacking. Um, so the game has its bugs and glitches. I think many of them will be sorted out. Some won't. There are certain features lacking, like I don't know what they're doing with private lobbies it sounds like there's not private lobbies currently there might maybe be at some point i like that there's sort of a quick play multiplayer online multiplayer option i think that's awesome that that exists but there should also be the private lobby option for those who run leagues or those who just want to play with a select group of friends that should absolutely be an option i don't understand why that's not so if you ask me I think this game was a little rushed because I believe in their contract. They have to put a game out every single year and they want to get this one out, you know, a week before the season ends and everything uh, before the holiday season. So I I think this entry was probably a little rushed given that they're working with an all new engine, building basically a brand new game from the ground up, but there's fun to be had with it. I had fun with it last night. I've had fun moments when it hasn't crashed on me, when I haven't encountered a massive bug or glitch, I've had fun with it. Going back to my first criteria, I want a fun console game that you can pick up and play pretty easily. That doesn't have a super steep learning curve that any casual or hardcore fan can find enjoyment with. And I think that can be had with this game. And I've had some of it with the game, but there are some issues that shouldn't be overlooked that many people have uh, have obviously encountered. I, I don't think it's a $60 game. I think it should have probably been a, it's a $40 game that they're charging 60 for. It, they got away with it for NASCAR heat evolution, I guess. You know, like I said, told you guys before we went live, you're paying for the license more than anything. It's just the NASCAR name, all the drivers names. That's what you're paying for. It's, it's kind of just the way it is. That's how the business has always been, but um, yeah, it has potential, but it needs to be polished. So <clears throat> So you had the game, Darian and I didn't. And so I, I gauged everything that I made of this game, my video today, what I thought of it, the, the initial release, all off of everybody's streams. And it seems like everything's running better for people now, um, for the most part. There's still bugs, uh, and I, I think we know that for sure. The bugs for the first night, I have no idea why they just let people stream it. Like yeah. that, I have that no was clue. that was horrible. Like I intentionally waited a day because I figured there'd be a lot of bugs and glitches, and sure enough, there were. I'm well, surprised dang. they didn't stop people. I didn't think. I, well, I mean, it's one thing to have you know bugs um, in your game, but it's another when Roots's game crashes six times so, in one stream. I'll I'll get to that. Yeah. I my my thing is is that the bugs that we saw 
the initial night that that was unacceptable to be shown to the public. And I, I completely questioned their marketing strategy with that. Like, I believe that was one of the biggest errors they had, you know, you know, cause I think it was on purpose. They didn't show too much, you know, maybe it was because of bugs, but at the same time, it, it is a smart marketing strategy not to show too much, get people waiting, get people wanting to show up. I mean, literally until they showed a trailer for months, it was like, we need to see something now, <laughs> you know? Um, but a lot of a lot of the bugs, you know, if if they are fixed, won't be a hill to die on. You know, I know like Heat Five, for instance, like the walls didn't even have stuff right, and then they fixed that within a week. Um, but it is bad in that sense. Like right now, I don't think the in the condition it's in, I don't think it's a good game yet. I think it's a, a, it has the potential to be a good game. Um, I think that things like a track map or at least a rear view mirror should be yeah. added in soon. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that's essential for racing games. Like yeah. we've had this for 20 years now, like, come on. Um, you know, I saw, I saw a lot of, of, of different glitches. My, I had four major things though. I saw blue Jimmy kind of comment on this. So maybe it's three major things. My thing was no stages with modern NASCAR. If you're making a NASCAR game, it needs to, to be relevant to modern NASCAR. Oh, I didn't even notice. So I didn't do any long races. They don't have stages as an option. That, no? So that's a lot of people are saying they don't have stages. That that has to be something that can be easily patched yeah. in. So I don't see why they wouldn't be. Come on. Stages need to be added in. The game crashing needs to be stopped. It looked like from what Roots' stuff was it's getting like better. It seems to have been better. improved dramatically. Yeah. It, it, it seemed to be an Xbox thing, if I'm not mistaken. Though it, it, I, could, I know I could be wrong. Day one, I'm on PC, it crashed a lot, but yesterday it didn't crash as much. So, yeah, I don't know. So, at least two things. And these are the main two things that I think need to be changed that can make this go from a game that I personally wouldn't buy to one that I will have interest in. I will, I will definitely consider. Uh, buying and my things where the AI needs to be improved. I think that it's a lot of it's on on a track, especially when they're in a pack. Like they check up a lot. And I, I was watching Radman's Coda video on this, and it showed both the worst and the best of the AI. The worst is the fact that you can start last at Coda, hit the brakes all the way up the hill, and still end up twenty first at the top of the hill. Oh wow. That's pretty bad. The best being that he was racing side by side for like a solid lap and a half with both Truex and then Alex Bowman. And they were like outbreaking. The AI would outbreak you into the corner, overshoot a little, or you'd outbreak the AI. They they were actually racing. And it was a lot of one-on-one. It was really good. If they can get that and replicate that in the pack more, I think that you have an A-plus single-player mode right there. And the, the big one is that, at the moment, no private lobbies and the system they have right now is just, it, 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 I mean, we're going to lose has to be thinking kaching. He is, he's loving it. I bet so he's loving it. I saw, I saw blue Jimmy say that they confirm private lobbies. I didn't see that yet, but if they did, then good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, th- those four things, in my opinion, if they change those, I will be a willing customer. Uh, but until then, you know, I agree with you, Eric. I, I think this is a thirty or forty dollar game with the license of a sixty dollar game. I mean, you know, we all this talk about potential and this and that or whatever. Look, as somebody who's played all the Heat games from the atrocious Heat Evolution all the way to Heat Five, I've been told the same stuff over and over again for the past five to six years. Just give it time, give it potential. The lead up game is the next game. I guarantee you. And for a game that's supposedly been worked on for two years. I mean, just seeing, like, all the content creators who got it early just having problems and stuff like that, I'm just like, 
this is this is what the community gets and there's there's positives about the game okay like the it looks it's a beautiful nice. game it looks it nice a beautiful it game. looks really nice okay it has a lot of eye candy okay obviously when you guys saw me play for a brief moment during the uh before the uh daytona races during daytona weekend i was very happy about the presentation it brought back the nascar thunder 2003 vibes but objectively speaking when i was playing the game and stuff i did not want to comment any further outside of the presentation stuff because driving assists were on and plus we were at daytona now i credit idk for immediately beta testing there because he was like pointing out some of the flaws with it and stuff like that and he was seeing some of the flaws with the ai that are now present in some of these early editions here so in my opinion the game looks really polished okay that's without question the problem is though what are they trying to be here are they trying to be an arcadey style game or a simulator for on the um, on the consoles? I well, think honestly, Simcade. they're in it. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I'm. Gonna, I, I think they're going for the whole Simcade vibes, but it, it's just it, there's not enough um, there's not enough content in there to me, just for me personally, to warrant spending sixty bucks on there when you can just go on iRacing and get a ninety dollars subscription or download freaking NR two thousand three. For free, by the way, and also add multiple mods, no questions asked, no money attached, none of that stuff. So, I mean, just as somebody who has been more, who has gotten more and more into PC gaming over the past year, I mean, now I see what some of the people were talking about. Hey, they, I would always complain about, oh, this Heat game, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. And then people are like, oh, just go to NR2003, just go to iRacing. And I would always be like, nah, nah, they'll get better. Now I see what they're talking about. This is... I mean, if you ask some fans, some fans will tell you, damn, the last NAS- good NASCAR games we had was in the EA Sports era, or the last good NASCAR games we had was in the EU Technics era. I don't think anybody's saying, oh yeah, the Heat series was awesome here. And that's the series we're coming off of here. So, all this talk of potential, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm fed up with it. I'm done. I, I, I think, and I brought this up today, that the, the big problem isn't even a NASCAR issue a motorsport game issue 704 even though a lot of those compound onto each other it's a gaming industry in general we've yeah. normalized we've normalized games coming out that are unfinished i mean i i use the example today of, of last of us part two like it just glitches all the time um but but it's other games too i mean like ea's star wars battlefront 2 was an absolute complete crap show when it came out one of the worst games on on the the current generation of of gaming systems and by the end of it it was amazing like people loved it i remember like uh, uh, cody h gaming uh he had mm-hmm. had he'd convinced me to get it and i played it with my brother and i'm like holy crap what have i been missing but the thing is is that I, I think I'm an example because I, th- I thought about getting it saw how awful it was and didn't pick it up it took me almost i think two years maybe maybe a year and a half to pick that game up and and i think that's where my big problem is is that that when you have to force this out year after year because of in my opinion an ill thought out contract you're you're putting talented game developers in a horrible box mm-hmm. who then have to put out an unfinished game and spend a bunch of time updating that unfinished game year after year and take that energy more than likely away from whatever NASCAR 22 will be. And it's just, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Uh, so I feel like if they can renegotiate, I am cool getting one NASCAR game every three years. Work on, the, you know, even if it's not completely finished, it's 
more than likely going to be a lot better. We're going to get a lot more features, but but something needs to change completely structurally with this for us to break out of at least at the launch of these games basically being a half finished possibly good game in the future but mess at the start and it's, it's, yeah it's a few updates away from being good i actually i completely agree with everything you said there jared i remember a game uh, it was a racing game i think it came out in around 2014 like in the launch window of the playstation 4 it was called drive club and me and a couple of my friends were really excited about it because the whole focus on this racing game was like kind of a team-based online multiplayer like you form a club and you like earn points almost like a cooperative need for speed style racing game and we we're like super excited about that game came out and for the first like couple months, like the online was broken. Like the developers were scrambling because you legitimately could not race online for months. And so the all the steam blew out of this game because that was the whole point of the game. And ever since then, I just like that was kind of I was younger. I was like 16 years old, but that was like my first um real world like experience with you know the gaming industry has a problem here. They release a lot of unfinished product product uh, products. People in the chat are mentioning Cyberpunk this year was a good example. They pulled it off the PlayStation store because I think on PS4 it was having so many glitches, so many bugs, it was unplayable at times. So and that was a huge budget. That's a massive project. So uh, I, I agree with everything you said there, Jared. I I'm I wish there's a way to alter that contract because like a big company like EA Sports, uh, say what you will about them, you know, they have perhaps the resources to pump out a new Madden every year, albeit with very subtle changes. They can do it. A smaller company, I know Motorsports Games is not the exact same as 704, but I have to believe it's a fairly small developer. It is. I feel like they're spread very thin trying to pump out a new NASCAR game, especially from last year to this year. Like they released Heat 5 in 2020, I believe. I think fairly early 2020, if I'm not mistaken. They did. Uh, like, like by June, I think it was like summer 2020. Yeah, summer. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me a whole new game built from the ground up. They tried to do that in like less than two years. That's hard to do. That is difficult to do, especially for a small company. So, um, again, I think the game, there's fun to be had with it day one, but it is not as there's not as much content there as there was with the Heat series. And I think a lot of fans will be a little disappointed about that. And I, I want to bring something up. I see a lot of people like, what about Codemasters? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't Codemasters like, bought out by that, EA? They're yeah. bought out by EA. So, like, careful what you wish for there. Cause let's be real, EA is not what it was 20 no. years well, ago. Well, I'm just pointing out that a big company has the ability, like, MLB The Show. I used to love MLB The Show. They might still be really good. I haven't played them in a while, but that was a bigger company. I think that was like Santa Monica Studio or something putting that game out every year. So bigger company with full support from Sony or from whoever it was, you know, they could they could put out a new sports game every year and add some features and keep the quality high. The point is a smaller company is going to inherently have a harder time doing that. Yeah, and also, I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just, I, I, at this point now, it, it just feels like, you know, I think at this point, motorsport games is what you got it looks like they're 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 really mm-hmm. in a lot of ways aside from f1 they're really kind of monopolizing the american motorsports gaming industry they got indycar coming out they had srx so at this point you just gotta you know all the eggs are in the basket it's just more you you gotta give the feedback i think at this point and you gotta i think you gotta be loud and vocal with it respectful of course because i saw that motorsport game put out a tweet like basically acknowledging everything that went on mm. and rusty tweeted it too. And that's something we didn't see before. Like with, with the heat games and the last manager, you ended up getting blocked if you had any legitimate concern. Yeah. So I, it, it is, it, it sucks. Cause it, I think it feels like we're stuck in the same kind of hamster wheel going over and over and over in the same place. But there, I, it, there is uh progress like in that sense that, there's actually acknowledgement of the base's concern. So that's something that I, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have heard that and seen that today. 
Yeah, I'm happy to have heard and seen that too. Um, I, I guess, you know, if it's good, then yes, I'll obviously give it its props and stuff, but I mean- I'm gonna wait to get it, don't yeah, get yeah, it wrong. Yeah, wait to get it, save your money, don't get the pre-order, and I said that from day one, just wait until gameplay comes out and all that stuff and then make an informed decision. But I, I guess um, to close off this topic here, it's, you know, I totally get not everybody can afford iRacing or, or has the capable PC to run like iRacing or NR2003. I totally get that. You know, if you have the option though, I mean, and this is just, and this is just my anecdotal evidence. I have seen a lot of people, especially last year, um, they have migrated all the way from console gaming to iRacing and stuff. I mean, just take a look at IDK player. He was through and through a NASCAR heat content creator and then he just couldn't take it anymore and now he's on iRacing and now look at the, look at him. NR Night in America is one of the most viewed iRacing streams um, on, on a daily. So in conclusion, if the game is good, I'll give it its praise. But uh, if you're going to straight up ask me, if you're going to ask me with a straight face, hey, do you think this is worth 60 bucks? Uh, right now, no, I'm not going to bamboozle my audience into thinking this is going to, this is, it's worth 60 bucks because it's currently not at the moment. So jettison bamboozle you use some big words tonight darren you're, you're, i'm impressed hey let's go see i told you that the source is working and also i watch a lot of tv and stuff and sometimes they yeah they sometimes say those words so i pick up i pick up sometimes but yeah nascar ignition 21 out next week if you get it great let me know how it is and if it and if it improves yeah we'll see i'm excited to play i'm excited to try online whatever online may end up looking like i'm excited to play online with yeah. people and see how that goes so we'll see what happens with that but anyways now we are on the Kansas preview. The Kansas preview. We have both Cup and Xfinity racing this weekend. The Cup Series is going to be 267 total laps, 80, um, 80 laps for both stages one and two, and 107 for the final stage. Start time is on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. The channels are NBC Sports Network and MRN. The weather is um, it's looking... Uh, it's all, all right, I guess. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, 77 degrees, so it's not too cold. So, um, But unfortunately, uh, potential strong afternoon thunderstorms with a 60% chance of rain. So uh, could have a rain-shortened race here in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. Now, Saturday's race for the Xfinity Series, the Kansas Lottery 300, 200 laps, 40, um, 45 laps for both stages one and two. Um, and 110 for the final stage. The start time is on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the main NBC and MRN radio network. Uh, the weather for that race on a Saturday looking, um, I mean, similar to uh, Sunday's edition. 70 degrees, clouds, um, uh, cloudy with sun and some showers. Also a 55% chance of rain. So, yeah. An interesting fact about uh, the cup race Kyle Larson is starting from the pole, and he's 54 laps away, uh, 54 laps led away from breaking the modern era laps record, uh, laps led record in a season. Wow, that is nuts. I mean, man, you just put Larson in a Hendrick car and see what happens. And, and have I, our I think Arca, I think Arca also races this weekend. And I think if Ty Gibbs just completes the first lap, I believe he will clinch mm -hmm. the Arca championship. Mm -hmm. Congrats to him. Shocker, I know. Yeah, I know. Stunning. Shocker. Yeah, shocker, right? Now, let's pull out my betting odds for a moment. 
Uh, the 2021 Hollywood Casino 400. These are the betting odds. Um, Kyle Larson is the odds-on favorite, and he is the extreme odds-on favorite. Let me put it that way. Plus 240 entering this weekend. That's the best out of, out of uh, anybody by far. The second closest is Denny Hamlin, but he's plus 550. So they really think Larson is just going to run away with this race. And then Kyle Busch comes in P3 at plus 600. Chase Elliott, P4 plus 800. And finally, a non-playoff driver. Good old Willie B, William Byron, entering this weekend in the top five at plus 900. Now, if we're going to look at a couple of dark horses here, obviously I have to go with my boy Tyler Reddick, entering this weekend at plus 2,200 odds. And if we're going to go a little bit deeper, hey, Matty D, Matt DiBettadetto, had a solid run here in the spring, so I'll give him um, so I'll give him a shout-out. He is plus 6,000. What about Chris Buescher? All right, let's see. Chris Buescher. Where are you at? Where are you at, Chris? He's somewhere in here. He's not. Yeah, he's not all the way down here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, there he is, Chris Busher. Um, he enters this weekend actually with way worse odds than all those guys I just mentioned. Thirteen thousand. I'll take that. Yeah, thirteen thousand. So give me fifty if, cents if, on Busher. If you want a long shot, that'll definitely pay off. Yeah, Chris Busher. I feel like that's your man this weekend for sure. Um, now, really quick, let's go over the podcast point standings. Um, of course, Jarrett um, is in the lead with 581 total points. Eric Estep, he was making it a really close championship battle for most of the season, but unfortunately sits P2, minus 55. The chat, you are solid. Well, well not necessarily solid, dude, but you have a, a, a bit of a small cushion sitting in P3 on the final podium spot, minus 72. I am P4, minus 86. Damn you, chat, for the second week in a row. And then in P5 is the guest pick, 112. And finally, he's not here tonight, but Danny B is in the basement with minus 137 points. So... Let's see if he'll make up some ground this weekend. But okay. By the way, in the chat, I do have his picks. He, he, he sent our our picks over. So okay, good, good. And we do we already got uh, John Hunter's picks. Yeah, so. yeah, we already got everybody's picks. Okay, so let's get right into it. Xfinity, who is going to win the Xfinity Series race? I'm already out of it, pretty much. I'm just trying to hold off the chat so I keep my silver medal spot. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go with my boy. We talked about how great that 54 car is. Ty Gibbs, I think he wins. It's been a been a hot minute since Ty Gibbs won, but I think Kansas will be. He'll get some early track time in the ARCA race. I think he wins. I'll go next here. I'm gonna go with the wild card pick. We mentioned him earlier. He does have a track record of winning here. Brandon Jones locks his spot into Whoa. the championship four. Yes, going bold. I, at this point, I don't care. I'm going to go bold or go big or go home, right? So Brandon Jones, um, this would be his third straight win at Kansas, I believe, right? Uh, no, no. His it's second. Straight, but it would be his third win. Third win. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, Brandon Jones, that's my pick. Uh, I'll go next. I, I was, I'd ask before if Ty Gibbs is in the race. You said yes. So you just pick somebody up. Pick somebody, come on, you're up by 55. I, 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 literally, I, literally, I literally have my picks already written down on here. He's got oh, okay, He's in got pencil, him. right? No. <laughs> no, when Jarrett writes something down, it's a dead deal. Trust me. I'm, 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 I'm sending you some white out as we speak. It's, it's <laughs> official. We're good. All right, no, I, got I got tie. I got tie. Well, maybe we'll have a different cup pick, but I got tie. All right. And then Danny B, what's his pick? 
He went with Justin Allgaier. Okay. And the guest went with Gibbs. Yes. Yeah, so our guest was John Hunter. So, yeah, he's obviously going to go with the Joe Gibbs affiliated guys, right? All right. 54. All right. So, Chats, who do you pick? I see, uh, well, MV Rounder keeps spamming Daniel Henry. I'm pretty or sure he's still or, MVR owner. Or MVR uh. owner. Dang it. Dang it. I keep saying rounder for some reason. Sorry. I love that we have Marty Robbins as a pick in the chat every week. That's freaking awesome. Good that's, times. That's that's you. Yes, that is the same account that always leaves a um a a Marty Robbins comment on all my videos every single time I upload. You're the man. <laughs> I yeah. see Dinger. I've seen I've, I've been to like AJ Almondinger and Ty Gibbs. It looks like are the ones. Yeah, I'm seeing Gregson, Ty, um, BJ no, McLeod. No, Denny delivers. Not where. Relax. <laughs> Let's relax. He's not winning in life, so he's definitely not going to win the race. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, AJ is looking. <laughs> Um, Daniel yes. Hemrick too. I mean, Daniel Hemrick's a good option. I don't know. I can't tell to be honest. With you. There's a couple for for Brandon Jones. It, it, I definitely think it's between Gibbs and Dinger. It might be Almondinger actually. I feel like I'm seeing more Almondingers, but yeah. Nope. But then I say good that immediately. Good old T pain. Oh, I saw two Almondingers. Yep, I just saw them. Yeah, just saw. Yeah, them I think I think it's it's between those two, but I. I it depends. I I pick Ty Gibbs. They're trying to catch me. Do they want to pick the same guy as me, or do they want to pick Almondinger? Uh, big hey, chat let them, decide. let them decide bro because i have to catch them still so i it's looking like either ty Gibbs no, they're not picking brandon jones so you don't have to worry no about way. that dude. Yeah, no way. <laughs> i can't tell to be honest with you i can't yeah now there's a couple people saying hemrick but <laughs> see now i see a couple people saying aj and no blue jamie i'm not racing so can't pick me okay leave a 16 or a fifty-four. Yeah, sixteen or fifty-four, because those are the two we've seen the most. So I just saw five. I just saw well, five, six. I just saw like six straight almondingers from Same. I think five different people. I think it's AJ. All right, so we go with AJ. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking. All right, you made yeah. your bed, chat. AJ, AJ Almondinger. Yep, you think he's gonna win? Okay, so now moving on to the Cup Series edition of picks. Who's gonna suck this weekend? Eric, start us off. Uh, who's going to suck? I typically like to pick playoff drivers, but we're into the round of eight, and I don't really think any of these guys are just going to completely suck. So I don't know that I'm going to go with a, a, a playoff driver. I'll go with maybe a former playoff driver. This is tough. Chip Ganassi Racing overall doesn't seem to have quite the same speed they had six mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like They ha- they were still turning out good cars at the end of the regular season at the very beginning of the playoffs for Kurt Busch, but now they're kind of – since like Chastain ran third or whatever at Darlington, I feel like we haven't seen much from Ganassi, so I'll go with Kurt Busch. I think yeah. he struggles a little bit. Yeah. Even though he did win, I might eat those words because he did win at Atlanta in dominating fashion, so he's been good with this package. I'll, I'll go with – I'll stick with my ways. Um, I'll go with Daniel Suarez here. I, I mean, look, he had a solid run um, in the uh, early parts of the season at Kansas too. But again, it's like it's that inconsistency problems for me there. So I'll go with Daniel Suarez. I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe on this one. Uh, I think that uh, he it's going to be two bad weeks in a row, and he wasn't very good at Kansas. In the spring, I don't see any reason why he'd be really good this time around. Yeah. And who did now watch pick? I say that and he'll win. Who did Danny pick? Guess who he picked? He picked Alex Bowman. Of course, of course. He, of course. he picks him to suck every. And week. he hopes it's like. I, hopes I would love wins. to see a chart of how many weeks in a row it, in one of the three pick columns Danny has Bowman in. Hey, we we'll have to. It's every we'll have week. To get that stat after the season, and the season's not over, so still got a long way to go. We didn't get a guest. I guess it doesn't matter. We didn't get a guest pick. Yeah. Who did the chat pick? Um, the chat. Well, I see. Well, somebody picked Truex. 
but I don't know about all that. The no, chat doesn't John seem very. Cena. They don't seem very fired up about the. Uh, who's gonna suck? Pit? Well, who's see, gonna suck? There we go. Now it's starting to come in. Let's see. Um, yeah. Somebody said both, both chases. Both chases suck. People are talking about the Atlanta Braves in the chat, so that's how you know they're not interested in who's going to suck. They're very positive chat. They want to talk about who's going to win. Somebody said Blaney, and then oh, I'm starting to see Kurt Busch. There's a 21 there. There's actually a surprising amount of Elliot ones. Yeah, I've seen a couple of Elliots. Let's give it a little bit more. Oh, there's another Elliot one. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of Elliot. I just saw wow. four in a row. Wow. So give him the Elliot because I saw like four or five. All right, ones. give him so, yeah. Chase. Well, they can't pick Elliot now. Yep. Yeah. So you guys can't pick Chase Elliot mm. to win. <laughs> mm. so. All right. So we'll see how that works out. All right. Dark Horse picks. Eric, who do you have? Tyler Reddick. I probably won't be the only one who picks that person who picks that guy. Um, I'll go Pete, I'll go second. I'll second that. Tyler Reddick, of course. Uh. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain here. I said how he was doing all right in the last. Well, we talked about how he did well in the last race, uh, coming off of a top ten at a mile and a half. I'm going Daniel Suarez. I like that. My dark horse. I don't think it'll happen, but I like it. Uh, Matt Benedetto was was uh, Danny's pick. Okay. And uh, the chat. The chat. Oh, I see Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Uh, I Reddick. mean, is Willie Byron considered a dark horse? No, right. Nah, not yeah, maybe if you think he's actually gonna win. Like if he finishes like third, that's not thrilling. Yeah. But if he wins, that's maybe a surprise. Let's see, Blue Jimmy picks Priest. That's his underdog. See Marty D. We'll see a Marty. Of course, D. Marty Robbins. Of course, Marty Robbins. Some Bushers, a couple for Busher, mm. one for Bell, so, two for Chastain, and then oh, a couple oh, more for I'm Redick. starting to see a lot for Reddick now. I mean, there's like a yeah. few, but it's it's going. I think it's going straight up Reddick. I'm seeing all. I'm having to go and like. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot sure of seen. I'm seeing a lot of eights. Yeah, it's Tyler Reddick. I'll tell you what. I'm going with my dad this weekend to this race, and his favorite driver now is Reddick. I would love for Reddick to win with him there. That'd be awesome. That would definitely be perfect for sure. Okay, so now. We are at that part of the pick segment. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win at Kansas? Eric? Uh, I hadn't thought this far ahead. <laughs> I, I kind of threw in the towel this week because I, I, I can't catch Jared. I know I need to beat the chat. So who's the ch- – I know the chat can't pick Chase Elliott. I know they can't pick Reddick, but I guess neither can I. Kyle Larson. You sniffed. Sniff. <laughs> Kyle Larson. It's, it smells. It smells like. A, it smells. Oh it smells like second place to me. Not kidding. It smells like. <laughs> it's that smell. That smelly smell. It smells. It smells. All right. Well, he's gonna go with Larson, and uh, so will I. Kyle Larson. <laughs> I'll go with him. He's gonna have two wins in a row, and this will be. Win number nine, I believe, right or or ten? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to I want to bring up a fact about Kyle Larson that Chase Elliott fans might not like. Uh, I'll bring up a fact too that Dale Jr. fans might not like. Kyle Larson has more career wins now than Chase Elliott, and <laughs> and he's been if Kyle long. Larson wins one of the last three races. He will have matched the ten years Dale Earnhardt Jr. was at Hendrick. Dude, you're still the best here. No, <laughs> no yet. Just want to say, as I say, that Kyle Larson will do this this Sunday. I'm picking <laughs> Kyle Larson. I had that. I had that written down since yeah, last week. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going against him again. As long as we're just pissing off popular driver fan bases. Remember, Jimmy Johnson missed the playoffs with Cliff Daniels in this car last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So who did John? Oh, and 
Oh, pick, okay. but let's let's but real quick, let's piss off one more fan base. Uh, the guy that he will more than likely beat for the laps led record is Jeff Gordon. <laughs> ah. He's pissing off not one, not I two, believe, but three fan bases there. I oh believe the nine was it was it ninety six or ninety eight? Uh, let me check real quick. And I think it's nineteen ninety eight. I think that's the record. I it's probably 98. Yeah. Oh, so man, we pissed off Elliot, Gordon, Earnhardt, and Johnson. Wow. That is, we wow. got them all. I'll never watch again. I'll never well, watch this will, this will, again. This will make some of them happy. Danny's pick to win is Chase Elliott. Hey, ah, there you go. I was wrong. Where? I was wrong. It was 95. Oh, that was his first Ooh, champion. 2000. I, I, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. 2,610 laps led. Let's look, let's look, let's look for uh, Larson. Ironically, that was the Jeff Gordon's first ever uh, NASCAR championship. And eh, Kyle Larson pretty now, on that. They, ran, they did not run 36 races that year. Uh, they ran 34, I believe. This is yeah. odd. What was the... Yeah, what was the, the deal there? Because I, I literally saw NASCAR and... Uh, I saw NASCAR and... Um, Reddit and all of them promoting this, but I'm looking at the laps led for Larson this year and it does not add up. Really? Oh, yeah. So, like, how far are we? How far off are we talking here? Like, about 400, which is still definitely easy for him to get with. So he's not going to get it this well, weekend. No, I don't know why they're all promoting that unless <laughs> they're talking about the chase era. Uh, I, they said the modern era, right? Maybe modern. that, maybe again, maybe they're talking about 36 race schedules, which only makes it Jeff Gordon's feet. It Jeff might Gordon's be that, speed yeah. even more uh, might, impressive. Yeah, it might be that maybe. But. He might still beat it anyway. Let's be real. Yeah. We got we got 500 laps at Martinsville, 312 laps at Phoenix, and 267 laps. Like, could, are we really gonna bet against Kyle Larson? No. One thing we've learned: yeah, don't bet bet against Kyle Larson in 2021. Okay, so it's the 36 race schedule, which definitely would be okay. Larson. That I don't know why they were saying modern era. That's yeah. Okay, so is, is Jeff Gordon is Jeff Gordon still the leader though in the 36 race era? Like 07 maybe? Uh, let me see. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's 07. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. Let me uh, let me. Pull well, he's up. doing that chat. Uh, make sure you drop your who's gonna win. Yeah, pick. drop your who's gonna win pick right now. That was I think such- Larson is probably who it looks like they're going with, but. That was such an odd way for them to phrase. Like they definitely were doing it for the the. Oh, look at this! Um, hey, I, I didn't even realize I did that. Two thousand three hundred and twenty for Gordon. Two thousand one. Oh, um, which that so, they have thirty six races in 01? Yeah, yeah, that was that the was first, first year. First year that was yeah. okay. So then let's uh, let's look up Kyle Larson then. Oh dang! Well, we're seeing right some mixed here? some mixed uh, answers in the chat, by the way. A lot of Hamlins. Yeah, and some Blaney's. So yes, in in that one, he is currently he has twenty two sixty seven, which means that he's fifty three away from tying, fifty four away from breaking that record, and he still very well can break Gordon in 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 ninety five. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I wish they would have marketed that better because it just yeah it, sound, it sounds good, but they they marketed it well, but they they definitely like went with the technicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's between Hamlin and Larson, but it's leaning Larson. Now, there's uh, a lot of Blaney's. Really quick, John Hunter Nemechek picked KFB. All right, he picks Kyle Busch, the boss man. Of course, he's going to pick the boss man to win. KBM driver. There we go. That makes yeah. sense. All right. A, I mean, there's. Some I see a lot of Blaney's right now. That's what I'm seeing. I see. I see a lot of fives and Blaney's five, 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 five. Lightning McQueen yeah. five. Oh wait, 12, man. 12, 12, 12, five. Well, well, some of those twelves. It's the same guy who's spamming it. But 
Yeah, I see a lot of then, fives, elevens. Wait, 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 hold on. Stop one more time. They picked the same. Wait, did they pick the same Xfinity car as me? No, they picked AJ. No. Okay, so yeah. if they want to pick the same cup guy as me, go for it. Go for it. Well, I have this. Don't pick the same guy as me. I, you have the same cup guy, Eric. I'm trying to. Yeah, catch you, got, oh, yeah. you got a different. You got a different Xfinity guy. I'm talking about the chat. The chat's the one that is. is in That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to catch well, it, bro. I think. I think they're going with Larson. Oh, yeah. That's what it's looking like. I see a bunch of fives. So the top four in the points took Larson. It looks like. <laughs> oh my God! Another week behind. Okay. Well, if you want to be like that, hey, at least hold solace in the fact that you led the points after the clash, Dar- or uh, yeah, after the clash, Darian. Hey, that was awesome. And at one point the in, the, in the um um uh, after the, oh go ahead, go ahead Daytona Road Course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at one point during the season, I was minus one point behind you at one point. Dang it! Where did, and then time just flies, man. So. Uh, oh well, but anyway, it also probably helped that I got forced uh, weekend sweeps yeah, over the season. Yeah, that definitely helps out a lot for sure. But yep, that was the uh, pick segment. So hopefully you guys enjoy the races that'll take place this weekend at Kansas. Now before we head off, let me read the final super chats and shout out um, a couple of channel members. Uh, let's get done with these super chats first. Give me a second. Let me scroll back. Okay, Jaron Wade with the two dollar super chat. How are we feeling about Kansas race one to ten? Uh, I, I mean, Kansas is it's pretty it's pretty exciting. I'll, I'll give it a six, a, a potential six maybe. So. Uh, I mean, I'm going like if if I was watching on TV six, but I'm going so like mm-hmm. eight nine. Gotcha. Like it's gonna be a fun weekend for me, even if it does rain the whole time. Mm-hmm. GN with the five dollar super chat. We should not be running any race over four hundred miles except for the Daytona five hundred, both Talladega races, Southern five hundred, and the Coca Cola six hundred. Yeah, I. I can, um, I, I can somewhat agree with that, but I mean, there might be a few other races that are missing there, though. So, and we'll see. Uh, Kermit, the uh, Jedi 18, DA, the Jedi 18. Thank you so much for the $2 super chat. Hey, Darian, Muffin Man Roots has nothing on you. You goddamn right he doesn't. I beat him in <laughs> iRacing, bro. What I, am I missing? I am up one nothing on him in iRacing because in in one of the NR Night in America races, uh, we both raced at Nashville. I was P12, he was P13. I was on the controller, by the way. So he ain't got nothing on me right now. And I keep challenging him, but he just he doesn't want to face me, obviously. So... He's got his reasons, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll make it happen in the future, though. Don't worry. Hot Piss, and I still can't get over that name. Thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat. Off topic, I want to see the AI in 21 Ignition um, um, career able to change teams, retire in the offseason. I think it they're fun. doing that. I, I think they're doing that, too. I think that's already been confirmed. So uh, that's, that's another positive, so that's cool. Uh, Beast of Metal sent four different Super Chats, accumulating to a total of $25. Thank you so much, man. Uh, The first one says, NASCAR 21 Ignition Development. Cycle, a dramatic interpretation in three parts. A production of the Flaming Casket Players. Dang. (laughs) Dang. So he is um, um, not too far. Beast of Metal is is very dramatic, yes. Yeah, yeah. Heads up, Motorsports Games to development team you have until october we have um an an uh, allotted bud um 
I don't know. I can't say this. How do you say, how do you say this? A L L O T T allotted. Thank you, thank you. Um, allotted a budget matching a forty dollar <laughs> price tag. The graphics are the only priority. Nothing else matters. Whoa, and, and we're not done here. We're not done yet. He can he can rattle off bamboozled, but that's allotted the, is what gives you trouble. I'm sorry, that's the paradox of me. <laughs> I love that's the it. paradox of me. Uh, and then he's not done yet. Motorsports games to retailers and public. Um, we have. Um, we have put the max possible effort into um, rev- um, revolutionizing NASCAR games. And then his final super chat says, um, public to motorsports games, we're going to send the Twitter cops after you. <laughs> smart smart marks, yeah, and the BB too. I, hey, look, some of that I kind of didn't understand, but I mean, <laughs> the basic jinks of it, I, I, I'm, I'm getting what he's saying. He's not entirely happy with the NASCAR game so far. So, hey, we'll see if it improves. Thank you so much for the super chat. A uh, couple more. Hot piss with another super chat. Two bucks. Thanks, man. It says NASCAR weekly podcast. Rick Ware Racing, but the thing's pointed to us. So yeah, so yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> so I guess we're better than Rick Ware Racing, according to him. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, Tyler Tinsley with the five dollar super chat. Warian out for blood. First, um, it was <laughs> it was uh, Junior Motorsports Pro League driver Dohar eighty eight, and now Carson Ware. Yeah, it's been a pretty interesting day. Let's just put it that way. And the final and one of the final super chats, Jonathan Krause with the five dollar super chat. NASCAR twenty one leaders pitting now edition. Seriously, watch David Schillhouse's stream. It's hilariously bad. A nine and a half hour glitch. Yeah, no, I saw it on Twitter. It was. It was not the best look, but hey, we'll see if they improve. Uh, two more Super Chats. Caesar with the $5 Super Chat. Um, if Kyle Larson wins on Sunday... Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Let me load it up. If Kyle Larson wins on Sunday, um, um, coincidentally, it will be 17 years since Ricky Hendrick and the other HMS employees passed away. Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh, my wow. gosh. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I remember that day, too. I was in first grade at the time, and I remember the announcement coming on. So, yeah, it was a very sad day for sure. And the final Super Chat from the one and only Blue Jimmy 48 fan. Thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat. Great show, guys. Eric, I'm thrilled for next week's Groovy Hollow Race. Yeah, I can't wait for that either. We've got a great group of guys. All of our times are within two tenths. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Blue Ooh. Jimmy. Blue Jimmy on iRacing. He's a threat. He, he's definitely I didn't a threat know, for sure. I'm glad you made it into the qualifying event, Blue Jim. I'm glad. Uh, hopefully, yeah, excited for the race next weekend. I just mm-hmm. dropped in our group chat, guys. Uh, look at one of the paint schemes we'll look at after the race, after the show tonight. But, nice. uh, yeah, I'm excited. It should be a great field. Hopefully, you have what it takes to beat the Halloween machine, the mystery driver that we're going to have competing. You'll find out more uh, Friday this week. I'm working on a video that these two are uh, featured in as well. But, uh, yeah, I know. Very excited for next Wednesday's Groovy Hollow 200. And on that note, because, yes, I did say next Wednesday night. Um, if we talk about next week's show, we're on Thursday night next week, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Darren? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Are we? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are <laughs> right, on we're Danny up. B's channel, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Awesome. Yeah, leave your guests below who the mystery driver is. It should be a fun show. He's back, and he's seeking blood in the form of iRacing cars. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. We have an exciting show. Podium Esports is helping out. We're doing it. Uh, we're also partnering uh, with Extra Life, uh, which is a, a great charitable organization. So we're going to be trying to raise money for them while also putting on a fun Halloween themed iRacing stream. I know we've got Alex Hayden from MRN is back to do uh, some of the broadcasting with Podium. So uh, we've got a pretty, I think it's going to be a fun show. We've been working on it for a couple months now, actually. And uh, next week you'll see the finished prod- project live 
on uh, on my channel. But then, yeah, Thursday night we'll be back uh, with NASCAR Weekly Podcast on Danny B's channel. Should be fun. Awesome, awesome. And uh, that's going to be the last one on Danny's channel this year. And this was the last one this year yeah, on your channel. This Darren. was the last one of the year, and I will address that in a moment. Let me shout out the new channel uh, channel members. Um, well, hot piss. Thank you for joining, uh, Nathan Lyons. It's always great racing against you in NR Night in America. Thanks for for becoming an official BFM channel member. And finally. Uh, Joseph Hayes, thank you so much for joining. Now, yes, as Jarrett alluded to, this is the final show of the year of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast on my channel for the 2021 season. And uh, it's also the final show from this apartment. Um, If you don't follow me on Twitter, I will be moving um, to Virginia. I won't say what town I'm staying at, but I'll be moving to Virginia for the next few months. I'm going to be moving down south. It'll be a whole new experience for me. And uh, hopefully by uh, the start of 2022, I'll have a more permanent place. But uh, I think it's fitting. You know, I've done all I've wanted to do out here. Growing up out here, I grew up a huge NASCAR fan. Was able to get media credentials at my childhood track, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And honestly, I really felt after that, like, there's nothing left to accomplish here, you know. Um, And also, coincidentally, we're about to hit 50,000 subs, too, as I'm saying this. So really appreciate all of the support, guys. Um, This is basically the end of an era for me out here. I've... I've been living in this apartment since 2018, and this is that was when we were first starting up the channel and stuff like that. I still remember the first podcast I did from here. This apartment has a lot of memories over the past two and a half to three years, but uh, yeah, it's time to move on. And I uh, really appreciate all of the uh, support, guys, because I wouldn't be able to without you guys. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm going to miss seeing those kind of gray, beige colored yeah, walls behind miss, you. Yeah, we're going to have a whole your, new your, your hair, your ever-growing hair stand, always stands out. Oh, whoa. Hey, uh, yeah. Someone oh, wow, mean that. That it's, was a look. Darian, just look. I thought we made it through a full show without a goofy Darian face. And then yeah, you hit us with a You guys mean hit that. Hit us with one right there. You guys mean that. Y'all know what to do. But, uh, but yeah, so that'll do it for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, do you have it ready? Yeah. All right. They'll probably blow out anyway. All right. All right, let me say my outro, and then we can do it. Thank you guys so much for watching this year's edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast on BFM. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time. It was better. It was a little better. It wasn't bad. It was okay. But anyways, goodbye! Everyone's pulling out their mic.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.